Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Talk, episode 60. Today, just us three. George is not going to be able to join us this week. Unfortunately, he will be missed. But regardless, the show must go on today. We got a variation of an episode or a variety of topics we're going to be going over. We got a Priscilla review. That's kind of the latest release. Somewhat quiet release. I feel like it's a weird time of year now that it's like Oscar season where there's a ton of movies coming out that like everyone's getting at different times. Like I know the holdovers is out for some, but not for others. I know like Anatomy of a Fall is out for some and not for others. Um, like the killers in theaters somewhere. So it's kind of like a weird time of year where like these <laughs> kind of more niche movies are coming out for some people, but not for others. But Priscilla is kind of like the wide release for this week. I'm uh, surprised that you got a wide release. Me too. I am as well. But I, I guess it kind of makes sense because like a lot of like small town areas, I feel like Elvis and Priscilla has that like you know name brand recognition that the older yeah. folk would want to go out and yeah. see. Um, the MCU being in shambles and then immediately being back, so we'll kind of talk about the state of the MCU right now. And I feel like it's been like a long time since we talked about the MCU or any comic book movie in general on this podcast. So it'll be kind of nice to give a little chat about what's going on there because I honestly didn't realize this until I was at the theater yesterday to watch Priscilla. I was like walking by and saw like the the Marvels like the big, is next week. Yeah, like the big cardboard. Yeah. So I was like the Marvels next week. Like, I didn't even it? realize that. I, I saw the tweet from like discussing film and film updates when they tweet like this movie comes out next week. And it was the Marvels. And I was like, wow. Oh, yeah, I was because I was thinking for this episode, I'm like, what are we going to really talk about? Because Priscilla is like not the biggest of release. I'm like, what's even coming out next week? I'm like, oh, the Marvels. OK, then, yeah, I guess the new MCU movies coming out is just odd time for the MCU. So we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about the 2020s decade so far for film in general. We're going to go year by year, 2020, 21, 22, 23. Talk about kind of our top five films uh, in each of those years and then kind of rank personally for each of us what we think is kind of like from worst to best the years so far in this decade of cinema. That's going to be the episode today. Should be a fun one. But let's jump into first talking about how are we doing. So starting off with Cam, I know you're in a different location this week. How, how's the week been? Yeah. Well, so if you if you follow me on Twitter and you've seen my interaction with Xfinity, fuck you, Xfinity. Um, this is an anti-Xfinity podcast through and through. We will not take any ads from Xfinity. They'll never offer it, but fuck you, Xfinity. Um, I am at my parents' house in my sister's old room right now. Um, actually, let's see here. No, okay. I was going to see if I could get a cool like spotlight on me. Um, but my mom like works from home sometimes. Um, and she's got like a standing desk in here so I can like raise and lower it. So I might just stand during this podcast. Who knows? I, I want one of them. I, I do too, man, but I don't like work from home enough. Um, but yeah, so battling the Wi-Fi, it went out on like Wednesday. It was cutting in and out. We reset it and came back on a couple times. Um, and then Thursday, it just went out completely, reset it, and it was just like you're you're screwed. Called them up. They couldn't get anyone in on t- and or well, actually didn't call them up because it's impossible to find a phone number for Xfinity because they're just like you want to use this chat. No, I don't. The chat sucks. And I want some, I want to yell at someone and tell them about my upsettingness. Um, and, and then, yeah, so they said they, the earliest they could be out was, um, was Monday. So 11, six, uh, I get a call at work yesterday and they say like, it's an automatic recording. That's like, Hey, it looks like you're, uh, it looks like a service technician was able to fix the problem without having to come on site. Um, let us know if you want to, if you want to cancel your, uh, appointment. So I asked Emma to like reset it. We go through that process, still not fixed. Um, 
And then I call them and I'm like, hey, someone called me. Uh, this time I called the number back. So uh, luckily I had a phone number. I called them back, was on hold for like an hour while I'm at work, which is just not convenient. Um, and talked to them and I'm like, someone called me and said that it was fixed. It's not. Uh, and then got an appointment for Friday, 11.3. They're like, we have a technician at 1, 1 to 3 p.m. Someone will come by. Fuck yeah, mind you, this is Fortnite OG coming back weekend. I had plans to play with Seth. I had plans to play with some friends from home. Just, I was excited. Uh, go back to my glory days of like freshman year in college. It was it was an exciting time. Um, but then that this, so this all happened. And then they randomly text me like two hours later and like cancel that appointment. So I call them mad. Hey, why'd this get canceled? They have no idea. I guess, I guess a technician can just cancel it, which, you know, makes sense. If the technician has stuff going on, send a different technician. Uh, and so now it's Saturday when we're recording, I'm hoping they come today between one and three. Um, that that's my saga with Xfinity, just randomly canceling my, a, um, my service. And I was also on hold for like four hours total in my like many calls to them. Fuck you, Xfinity. Bad customer service. I, I'm upset. And all, it's cheap Wi-Fi. So I don't like I'm not I'm not shocked by the poor poor service, but frustrating. Now I'm back at my parents' house. Um, I did we came here last night because Emma and I had date night, so we dropped Bailey off and then just decided to sleep over here because woke up early um for this. And so I did get to play some Fortnite last night. So I'm very happy. You did. Interesting. Yeah, I told any you wins? I was. Any wins? Uh, I didn't get any wins. I played about three games. I didn't get any wins. Um, I, I should also note that I'm, I might be just like angry Cam today because I haven't had any coffee yet. Normally, I have coffee by like 5 a.m. because that's when I get up for work. It's 9 a.m. right now. No coffee. I'm struggling right now. I'm a little grumpy. You're the youngest one on this podcast. That's like the classic like boomer, like older millennial. I know. Like, don't talk to me until like, I get to me yeah, it's, my it's coffee. The classic big cat meme. But yeah. right now I'm I'm just grumpy. I'm grumpy at Xfinity. I'm grumpy that I'm having to I had to sleep in like my childhood bed with my two dogs um and wife, obviously, which is just not that big. Um I'm just grumpy now. So We'll see how much I love the MCU during this pod. I was trying. I was trying to be pro MCU. I probably still will be. You, yeah. I yeah. I don't. I don't have Xfinity anymore, but I used to. But they're like, they're like cheap Wi-Fi, but they're like the biggest Wi-Fi. Or like they're like the biggest internet company. I'm pretty sure, like in America, like they're really? massive. Well, they yeah. also own, they own like Warner Brothers or something. Like one of those companies. I can't remember which one. It's Universal. Comcast owns them. That's all I know. I do right, but something. Comcast owns Xfinity. But I remember like back when I did have them, like because I would pay more attention to it. I remember they would always have every year be like the number one company in like all of America in terms of like worst customer service, worst response time, most cancellations of yeah. service. Like just well, always Comcast the owns NBC. Is that what you're talking NBC about? NBC Universal. Okay. So because yeah. I knew one of the big movie studios would always say like a Comcast company under it. So yeah. I guess it's Universal, which always just was weird to me because Universal, I mean, obviously with the strike, like all the, all the studios suck, but like. Because Universal has like massive Universal Studios parks and all these like highly functioning things, and I always think of when I when I think Comcast, I think like dysfunctionality, yeah. terrible service. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that they don't want to pay their actors because they don't want to do anything right. Yeah, um, it frustrating. Yeah. Shout yeah, out them for having cheap Wi-Fi though. Yeah. I appreciate that. Speaking of standing desks, have either of you seen like those? Like I see the. 
It's not as big anymore, but they used to be all over my TikTok feed of people who like have standing desk and get like the walking pads and just like walk I've while got, they work. I've got walking pads. You do? How how like how much do you actually use it? Like is it like no. was it a worthwhile Never. investment or no? Never. But I, well, that's why I had it when I was like in my like bodybuilding fitness phase. I mean, I right. still trade now, but like when I was it was like life sort of thing. Hmm. So I have a like a walking pad now. Uh, I don't use it anymore. I might sell it actually because they, they can cost like quite a lot of money, surprisingly, to mm-hmm. be fair. Um, and I used to use it when I was when I was working. I used to use it every single day like, without fail. But I can't remember the last time I used it. They're actually pretty good, to be fair. Like, I love the idea of it. I just can't picture myself being able to like actually type and like move around, like be fully productive it's normally. Not, it's not as hard as you think if you have it like at a lower setting. You know right. I mean? Yeah. Like if you've got it at like 10, 15 yeah. kilometers per hour, then you're stretching it a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're like speed walking fast. But yeah. if you've got like a low thing, you just casually stroll in. It's actually, they're actually really good. Yeah. I used to recommend them to clients a lot, but it is a case where like you often just don't use as much as much as you think. Well, I haven't used right. it in like a year, it's like at least. Yeah. And it is just such an investment because it's not only the walking pad, but you have to like get a new desk that'll be able to support a walking pad and mm. all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, Seth, how have you been this week? I know for you, similar to Cam, the the OG Fortnite dropping is a, is big deal. Yeah, stressful fucking week, stressful morning, stressful morning. Uh, Fortnite was really fun. Um, just pure nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I got on last night, and I was just like, "This is this is amazing." It was you know, great. It was so great. Me, like, almost got me in my feels. You know, so many memories. Uh, yeah, played with uh, Joe, Henry, and Josiah last night. We on for fucking just hours. Um, got a lot of wins, actually. About 10 wins, I think, last night, which is pretty good. Um, Sheesh. Yeah. Who, who's the, who, who carries in that group? Joe. Joe. <laughs> I, I don't even like to say it. Like, I, I'd consider myself to be like, I used to be good, but the, the, the curve is so high now that I've just, I haven't played in. Do you know what I mean? I've just dropped off because everyone's got so good. Were you guys? Like, were, wait, were I'm you guys like, playing build, build mode? Yes, I've never. Oh, I, I, do not I didn't. Build. I didn't play build mode. Oh, so when I got I on, I, played, I can't handle it. When I got on, they were playing no build, and I was like, "We're not playing this. I'm not playing no build ever." I, How? That's the first Fortnite. How that's do the you? Fortnite. No, but bro, it's too sweaty no, now. Everyone's just I cranking nineties and editing I, like I crazy. It's build. too much. I can, I can build, build too. I just can't like, do that. But like a PC like player can outbuild any the best console builder in the world is still gonna yeah. get outbuilt by like a solid PC builder, I feel most like. likely. But like yeah. I, I can build to a level where like if I face someone who's like average, I'll get him because I'm still above the average curve, but the issue comes in where you've got like the curve is so high and I didn't play it for so long, I'm lacking in so many areas. So when you come against the guy who's been like constantly playing, like building for years, it's very hard. Yeah, like, I I, I got to the point where average. I could build really well uh, from fuck man in in college. So I can't. I vividly remember, and I'm gonna walk down memory lane with you with Fortnite. I vividly remember my my college roommate. Like we moved in, my buddy from high school. We always played video games together. <clears throat> He's like, man, I got this game for the Xbox. It's called Fortnite. It'll get us ready for like PUBG whenever when that comes on Xbox because that was supposed to be the next yeah. like game coming to Xbox. I like PUBG. I which is the same thing, uh, if anyone doesn't know, basically. It just doesn't oh, have a building. Yeah. Um, and I played that shit so much. I got fairly good, and now I'm the worst. I, I can't build. You play no build. That's so boring, though. 
Dude, I can't play build anymore. Did you see man. the video I put up where I just like, you know. Yeah, that was awesome. Good like, you don't get that in no build, you know what I mean? There's yeah. more opportunities. But yeah, yeah, I had a really, really like fun time. I'm gonna play it for I think it's like a they're doing like a month of like different chapters. I think like next is that month. what's happening? Damn. Well, I, I, apparently, which I, the sad thing is, Cam, they're not doing season one and two like the OG. I know, like the OG OG. Which I was hoping they do like one, two, three, four, five. Six. Yeah, I was looking for a little bit of like, uh, like Moisty Meyer. I fucking yeah, like Dust, like old, Dusty Depot, Dusty Depot, yeah, Frenzy. Yeah. What was it? The farm on top uh, where Lazy Links is right now. Man, take me back. Because it's not a back. fully, it's not the full OG map. Right? It's like chapter three. It's like, it's like three. chapter three. Yeah, which they I kind of pull the bait and switch. Real ones, no. Kinda, real. Yeah. I played before there were chapters or seasons. I, Seth. I, I don't know. Before, if there you did. Ba- before there was a battle pass. Yeah, yeah no before skills. there was a battle pass. Yeah, it was the best. And I wish they'd have done that. And then like each month, but I think they're going like. Uh, so this is like three, four right now. Then they're going like five, six, then seven, eight. Oh, really? I think I stopped playing at like eight. So I'm gonna be. Like, I got through the first season. I got through the first ten, um, and then played a little bit of chapter two seasons, like one off. through three, yeah, and yeah. then gave up. Yeah, but yeah, uh, good week going to uh, Leeds Film Festival tomorrow. Seeing um, Anatomy of a Fall and Monster. Monster, I'm really looking forward to actually. They both got really good reviews, so that'll be good. Uh, that's that's about it this week. Just a really busy week. Apart from that. Nice, nice. Yeah, I. I'm not as big. I wasn't as big of a Fortnite guy as you guys back in the day, but yeah, it's just good memories back in college. I remember I lived in an apartment, a four bedroom apartment with six total guys, and we were all really good friends. And there'd be like, you know, everyone has like their room with like a gaming system, but there's like the living room gaming system. Mm. And Fortnite would always be on, and someone would be playing the living room, and no one would really pay attention or care. But like once they get down to like final 10, then everyone like perks up their ears. They're like, okay, like start paying attention to the living room, and then like get final five, and then everyone slowly starts like, gathering on the tv like oh is he gonna do it like way early on before building mm. was that big of a deal and like most yeah, of us were just took, like so long to build like a single stair and then yeah like, a little thing up and like back when like we were just like so not good that like you get final five and you'd be like so scared you'd be like, like shit dude, like, it was it was like monumental I, I the get... first win you had like the yeah. feeling you yeah had, dude. it was the craziest feeling it was such a hard thing it was just like a hard fought task and now you just win and you're like that's cool. Man, I still get that feeling. Yeah, I never got to the point where I was winning so casually, but like I, I, I've gotten at least like a dozen wins, but I didn't play too long back in my day. But yeah, the first win I for sure remember. That was just so like adrenaline and doing wins right here. Three. I'm Sheesh. trying to find. Uh, like, Actually, check Joe's. Like two thousand, two thousand wins, which is just oh, like man. that's that's some nerd shit right there. For, and then Fortnite, I remember going to like the phase of like almost where like the MCU is, where like every single year people would be like, "Oh, Fortnite's so dead!" Like it's like, it's it's about to fall off. No one's gonna care anymore. But it just it just hung on. Like Fortnite's you longevity is you know crazy. Is, like Fortnite, you know, it's it's for like four years it's been the most played game. Like it's not actually fell off at any point. I not thought at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, it sucks, and it still gets like it's because it peaked so high that moments. like. I tried to find like my OG. I, there's a video of me in my freshman dorm room, like top four, and I'm like visibly shivering. The lights are off. My friends are all watching. Like exactly what you described. I couldn't find it though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it peaked at like 3.5 million. Ninja was back with like he got he had, five. No, they got five million at one point. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Five. Million. Yeah, because the queue to like join a game. Some like I saw some minutes. people be like. 20 minutes long which was funny yeah. to watch like people like do- dr lupo like the big streamers have to wait in the queue it's like i feel like fortnite's got to somehow like 
bypass it for them. Yeah. Like I feel like it's bad for them. Like someone's streaming it and that just just sit there not playing. Yeah, like, like remember like Ninja would play with like Travis Scott and, Tr- and yeah, Drake. That was <laughs> so like, crazy. He got like nearly a million concurrent viewers when he played yeah, with that was crazy. Which, yeah. and he played like um I'm assuming you like Harry Kane, like England football players mm-hmm. like Harry yeah. Kane Dele Alli at one point. And celebrities are like asking to play him because they knew it would be really good exposure, which is the mm-hmm. like to merge the video game industry and like rap was the mm-hmm. weirdest thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Dogs had never happened before. Drake and Ninja playing is the craziest thing. I get when he, they had that game and Drake was like, Oh, if you win, I'll pay you like 10k or something. Yeah. And that was, he, I never, he, he never actually paid him, which I just yeah, probably it. not. Like yeah, uh, I mean, Ninja's net worth honestly has got to be close to Drake's at this point. I'm like being kind of serious on like that. He, like, I'm not he, even gonna Ninja crazy Because remember Drake. Mixer when Microsoft created their own like he, Twitch yeah, and he got, paid, he got a lot. Like yeah, uh, who was the other guy? Like Nick Merckx is the big guy. Like they got paid like a hundred mil to move over there for like two months because then it went bankrupt and, like, and then they he, still got to keep all the money. Ninja like went at his peak on Twitch. I'm sure he was earning like ten to fifteen a million a month just just through subs and donations. It's, it's telling me it's telling me his net worth is forty million, which I feel like it's got to be higher. Net worths uh, are always off though. Yeah, yeah. net worths are always about two fifty, so almost yeah. there. But that was crazy. Did you ever watch the? Uh, by the way, Seth, yeah. did you ever watch the like Friday Fortnite tournaments? Yeah, I did because I it's, yeah I did because it was all the YouTubers. Yeah, um, those were I used great. To watch, like, my favorite guys. I used to try and when I was like actually like on Fortnite a lot, I used to play scrim uh, scrims a lot. Do you remember? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the fucking sweatiest thing. Yeah, ever. like they were crazy. crazy. What was that first ever big Fortnite tournament? It was like a World Cup or something. The one where Booga won. That's the one I remember watching that first. Well, one. that yeah, that was the biggest one. That was like, like the huge deal. Like the live, the live one where they had like yeah. There was one where they had like it was there was duos and it was like a Fortnite streamer. And then like a celebrity it was like uh, there was like that was ninja I remember and marshmallow, that one. marshmallow on that one. yeah yeah, yeah. Ninja marshmallow. Ninja and then, like american football to play with like yeah like yeah i think uh mike evans played with nick Merckx, tyler um mm-hmm. yeah but yeah i remember like the the first times, like oh times. gee i think it was like a million dollars the winner and i remember buga it was probably like 14 won, or something yep. and won that yeah because i think like ninja and all them were in that but like when they were no match for like the actual like mlg gamers but good times with like a Fortnite, good days good times but mm-hmm. yeah this week's been good uh halloween was fun so cam did you, you did you like do halloween on like the night of like dress up and like yep go trick-or-treating we, or... we, we went trick-or-treating with my niece and with i fuck i forgot that was this week um yeah we went with my niece and my son um we'd like walk up to the house and he'd you know reach his hand down and just pick up a bunch of crap um into the into the bowl did you and, dress up as well uh we dressed up for pictures it, it was freezing here it was like 32 degrees or something uh fahrenheit for the international zero celsius it, yeah zero celsius um, the only only conversion you can remember in the time yeah. I had. <laughs> um yeah, it was zero fucking cold man yeah, and so we we wore like sweats and stuff but bailey's costume was a dinosaur like just onesie basically so we just bundled him up and then put that on top and it worked out fine um, and we only went to four or five houses, but my Did niece was good? no, not not really this year, man. Um, yeah, not you know Skittles and such, nothing sour crazy. Skittles or like no old... sour Skittles, regular wow. Skittles. No one's everyone's cheaping out on the on the sour Skittles. That's poor. Yeah, yeah, we... right, it was fun. 
It was me, Riley and I dressed up as Coraline and YB, and then we had four of her friends come over. So we all kind of just sat in the driveway with like big bowls of candy and passed them out as kids came by. Um, we had like one bowl filled with Skittles, the other one filled with like various like chocolate like candies and mm-hmm. stuff. And, and Skittles went like immediately. So I guess like chocolate not big with the kids these days. Skittles much bigger deal. Do you call like chocolate candy? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're all kind of candy. Like, we, I, I know, yeah, chocolate's I know you guys in do, the candy realm. I chocolates and sweets, sweets, but yeah, we, it's we just all candy here. We don't call chocolate sweets. We just call chocolate. chocolate. No, it's, it's just all candy here. Oh, but yeah. there was, there's honestly more people than I thought recognize our costumes because, like, it's, it's if you know if you've seen Coraline, like especially yeah. Riley, Coraline's very recognizable. But I don't expect a lot of kids to have seen Coraline. It's not like the big. It's not you know. It's not a Pixar movie or anything. Um, it's still but, big though, like especially yeah, when you're some good money. Like, Riley was like incredibly recognizable. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. huge, yeah. Character. But this, this one kid came up and recognized us immediately, and he was dressed as Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, and he, he looked <laughs> like he was like he looked like he was like nine. So I'm like, oh, we got a film making over here. I'm like, he's, if he already knows American Psycho, and he immediately is like Coraline and YB. I'm like, oh, this dude oh, knows bro. ball. Right this here. dude this knows guy, ball. This guy's a little film nerd. That's right awesome. Here. But uh. Our neighbor was dressed as Michael Myers and he was trying to scare people. And he just like took the bit too far to the point where like it was annoying because like just scaring kids. Well, like and just scaring us. Like when no kids were coming, you'd just be like standing at his porch, like staring because we were just sitting in the driveway, just like staring yeah. at us, and we we're like, we're well, just getting annoyed. That. That's cool. It, it just got too much. Like he just like wouldn't talk and he was just like staring at us and he was just old, keeping, yeah. like 40, 45 okay. or something. I thought he was gonna be like mid-20s. It was a bit fucking weird. No, and like and he would just like come and stand in the middle of the street and just like stare at us while we we're just like talking. We were like all drinking, we we're just having a fun time. We we're like, this is getting a little annoying, and he was like slowly walking towards us. And so it was me, a dude, and four other girls. And he's like slowly walking towards us. I'm I was like, dude, it was like funny at first, but now just like stop. And then he like comes like a real close to us, slowly reaching in his pocket, and then like the guy who we were with, he's like, dude, if you pull out a knife, like it's just like too far, like the bit's yeah. not too far. Like it's just not fun we're, anymore. We're not in a America's not in a good enough place to be right. like just walking. And like I've never met this neighbor. I'm like, dude, yeah. like it's You've not met him either. Jesus. No, never met him. But to be fair, I haven't really met any of my neighbors. I just don't yeah, really I'm like not not but uh, I'm not a neighbor. But he like goes either. he like reaches yeah. in his pocket and he's like slowly pulling out and we're like, What the fuck? And then he like he just pulls out a handful of like eight shooters, like alcoholic, just like vodka shots. And he just hands it to us. I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny, but still like annoying that you're like that committed to the bit because we like clearly we're just like not about it. But yeah, he just gave us a bunch get, of vodka. Get, I, I don't know. I don't like when like people. I I've just given up on the world. I don't like when people like do shit like that because there's there's that. somewhere somewhere in the world someone was doing shit like that and then like pulled that pulled out a knife and killed someone. Like I, I just, right. I've given. Well, if up. you're in America, you've got to be careful and stuff like, like that. Well. I've given up on this earth. Really I'm giving it up. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's fucking weird. But. It all worked out fine, but then like just throughout the rest of the night, because like he like could tell he scared us. He would just do like more shit where he was just like staring at us across the street. We're just mm-hmm. like, I was just so annoyed. But like the people we were with were like drinking, so we were like having fun, and they would be like joking and like calling out to him. Like I was just like, just shut the fuck up. Do like, you not stop? Like do you not think that's like, him on. kind of awkward for him? Do you know what I mean? Like he has to come out of his house the next day and like see you. It's like, mm-hmm. Do you know what uh, I mean? Like, I feel really awkward if I was him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was thinking that honestly, but I haven't seen him yet since. But like I. I've, I've I'd always seen him around like because they they they're like a big like camping family they, they always have like outdoorsy stuff and seem like I was going camping and shit so I always see him around but I never mm-hmm. talked to him but it's whatever like I was just, like, yeah I've never seen him yet. yeah Maybe just a real yeah. Michael but Halloween was good thankfully we got rid of all our candy we like bought so much candy this year because we ran out so early last year we didn't have as much kids this year but we still had a lot of kids but 
by the end of the night, we were just dumping huge handfuls in the kids' baskets. So I was like, I don't want any of this in my house. Like, have, it's just bad news. So I don't know if I could much. do it. I think I just eat it myself. You know, I, I, my self control is not that good. Like, right. That's why I was like, just get dumping it out. I was yeah. like, get rid of it. We so, have so much candy, dude. And I'm, it's just terrible. It's no good. Yeah. yeah. There's a de- fair amount of kids who just showed up with like no costume. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, it's, yeah. I would much rather have someone have like a lame last second thrown together costume than just none at all. Like, I, but I mean, and it was just funny because the girl we were with like called people out. Like at one point, like these three kids who came by our house like an hour earlier came by again. She's like, "Didn't you guys already come by here?" And, she's, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh wait, did we?" And like they were so like caught red handed. And I was like, "I was like, come on, man. Like I don't, I don't give a shit." But that's just like so embarrassing for the yeah. kids just to be called out like that. And they're just like yeah. got so flustered. It was like ten year old kids who just caught like going to the same house and like. I didn't care, but it was just so funny. I just called him out of the spot, but yeah, that's a, it's been a solid week overall. Um, yeah, let's, uh, before we kind of get in the main episode, what have we been watching this week? Seth, what have you been ticking off? I know you watched that one horror episode, one horror film that was like the scariest of the decade. Mate, I had so many people, like, I had this guy make a video about me on TikTok saying that I got paid for the review and stuff. Like, that's not how it works. Like, we don't get paid for these reviews. Mm-hmm. I had so many comments and stuff. I just, I literally just liked the film. Uh, so basically, called hell house um the origin story it's basically like a so it's a found footage like franchise but it's well the origin story like a prequel of it um the film itself like pretty good nothing special by any means but i i i don't get scared often but like same with george like the last 20 minutes so if you like you guys saw the group chat me and george were terrified it was like, so what kind of scares was it you know horror like, a lot of different kinds Is like, it suspense was it creepy imagery disturbing what so there, there was one scene that really got me, and it was like, so it's about like clowns in it. So especially if you're scared of clowns, like you're not ideal film for you. There's like a clown in this like cupboard, and his like head comes up, and then there's like this really creepy like electric noise. If that means like static, and then like the whole screen goes like fuzzy and like colored, and then it stops, and then there's like a face right there. So it was like half like jump scares, but then mainly just fucking creepy. And the whole like last twenty minutes was like some proper cult shit that made me feel like so uneasy, with like three or four really well executed jump scares in the middle. But what it was, why it was so good is because it didn't stop. Like it didn't give you a chance to breathe at any point. It didn't give you a chance to absorb what you were seeing. It just kind of threw things at you, which I think is the perfect way for him to do it. So that was like, yeah, that was terrifying. I I watched um. I watched Dead Man, which is like a Western starring Johnny Depp in the 90s, which was fantastic. Really, really liked. I rewatched It Follows, and I know you watched it as well, Tyler. Um, I, I liked it a lot more on rewatch. I did, really did. I gave it four stars time. Watched Spider Man 2, the greatest superhero film of all time. So not w. even the greatest, not even the greatest Spider Man film. Yeah, but you think it's like uh, far from home. Listen to you. Uh, and I watched. I'm right. No, I watched. Uh... The Hitcher, which is a cool, like, thriller, horror-ish um, from the 80s, which was nice. And that's kind of about it. I've only watched, like, seven films this week, so nothing crazy or anything like that. But main main, main, main ones would be Spider-Man 2, Dead Man, that was really good, and that Hell House was, was pretty scary as well. Fine. Cam, how about you? Nothing. Just nothing. I'm lame now, man. I Like I said earlier, I wake up too early for work and just don't have... I, I haven't made it through... I haven't gotten to halftime of like any football games, Tyler. I'm just struggling right now. So I can't watch anything. But Emma and I watched the Conjuring, the Devils in the Courtroom movie. Um, 
the the de- the last the, one recently. yeah the last one the devil made me do it but how scary no, it's not scary no. um that one's not scary i think the first two conjurings are really scary i, I don't think that one's scary. that bad. one was a big letdown yeah that one was a big letdown i had it at three i don't hate it i dropped it to a two and a half like a 52 out of 100 or something it's still got patrick dempsey or patrick uh wilson and vera formiga um hubba hubba they're beautiful i love them um I just, I just, I just like them in that universe, and I like them both as actors. Um, so I, I think it's entertaining just from like seeing them, and they're always good. But I don't know, not scary, and also like it's, it's one of those movies where it's like it's about a satanic cultist like bringing shit like back or bringing a demon right. And Emma and I are sitting there watching, and every time they like show the star of satan i'm like oh shit should i should i be watching this I, I think i gotta turn this off i feel like i'm like welcoming it in right now um and yeah it's, it's one of those that i'm like shit man that's kind of creepy the uh annabelle films come no i haven't watched them i've heard they're not great are they any good no 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 i always like when i think about the country films i always think there's more than three but it's because like, like the non there's also annabelle yeah uh, curse of whatever well, La Arena. I heard that's ass. I've never right. saw it. I heard um, that's real. Yeah, bad. I don't like the third, the third conjuring. Yeah, not great. Um, and then Emma and I started the uh Emma and I started the uh what is it? Ha- oh, the haunting in Venice or a haunting in Venice. Mm, Emma didn't like Emma didn't like it, so we turned it off like halfway through. I'll that's finish surprising. it. I'll finish <laughs> it. Um think? I yeah, I didn't love it. It's no more than a Two and a half, three at this point. Uh, but I don't know. In the best of the my, trilogy. My issue is, much, but... uh, my issue is like I need to know who the killer is. Like I still am intrigued by any mystery in the sense that I want to know who did it, right, or what oh, the yeah. little twist is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really all I watched this week. Other than like Emma and I have been binging Modern Family. Modern Family's great. I love Modern Family. Never had a bad season. Um, we've been watching that a lot. And then I watched, uh, so uh, Invincible dropped this week. I got caught up in The Boys, um, but I haven't watched the finale. And then Loki dropped this week as well. So I watched those. Um, but I, I still need to finish The Boys. Or, sorry, Gen V, not The Boys. Um, I thought you'd watch that. I, I got caught up on Gen V. I didn't watch, I didn't watch the finale. Uh, yeah, I still got it. Oh, also the Wi-Fi going out didn't help. Um, not trying to... I, I didn't want to just stream for eight hours at night on, on my phone. Um, so not being able to watch on TV or at least on Wi-Fi sucks. But yeah, it didn't help. Yeah, Seth, is that an orange monster? Nice. Uh, <laughs> did you see my little transaction with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a uh, ultra peachy keen. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Good, Where do you I... get your monsters? Just from the store? Do you buy them in bulk yeah. somewhere? So like similar to Cam, I have like a made. So I like coffee a lot. Like I haven't got a great coffee machine, so I don't drink it as much. I'd probably have coffee like a few a couple times a week from an actual coffee place, not at home. But I I have drank one or two of these every single day for about three years. Why? Oh I know it's like it's really bad. I'm like a caffeine fiend. I think it's come from like gym days. Do you know what I mean? It's a very big thing in like gym culture. Pretty well mm-hmm. like that. So I I think I'm kind of like that. But yeah, I just. I'd buy them from like the shops, but I will say I do need to stop because it's getting a bit ridiculous. 
I was I'm, just thinking I'm I didn't get back monster. on the monster train. I, I used to like in college. I feel like when I would drink like a white monster every day or one of those, <clears> those monsters every day, I would like feel like I was operating at peak efficiency. And now I just feel fair, like I need it in my people, life. But they're they're so expensive. Think, yeah, unless you buy them like in bulk, they actually right. Like, people, yeah, people think that like there's actually not as much caffeine as you'd like think. Do you know what I mean? Like there's not like a pre-workout. It's it's more than mm-hmm. coffee, obviously, but it really depends. But you, usually you drink a couple coffee coffees a day where at least most people drink like one energy drink a day as opposed mm-hmm. to multiple it's coffees. like for example if you had like a standard latte for the coffee con for the caffeine content of a monster you'd be drinking like two and a half three lattes that kind of amount so yeah i only drink celsius if i'm gonna drink an energy drink i've never drank red bull celsius. or monster or anything like to that. me i feel like all energy drinks are a dime a dozen like they're all basically the same thing like yeah red bull, i mean your heart's or... gonna stop at, at 24 <laughs> if, you, if you're drinking them anyway so mm-hmm. i'm 25 what the fuck you're, screwed, you man. you're 25 i thought you were the same age as me he, he had a birthday yes, what a month ago now maybe oh, well, two yeah. months ago now time's yeah. kind of flying that's fair <clears throat> damn it's yeah. crazy it's almost thanksgiving it's yeah, when it's yeah, the third Thursday in the month. Actually, so for us, it's the 23rd, but when is it? Or no, fourth Thursday of the month. Cam. It's actually not. This is the fourth Thursday this month. Oh, it's okay. Isn't it normally Seth, when is it third? for you? What do you mean? is it for me? I don't have Thanksgiving. What? They don't have I thought all countries do, but Canada does, and Canada's in like October or something. What? I, why would we think? What? A lot of countries have a version of Thanksgiving. Like you'd be surprised. Like a lot of countries. Do. Yeah, it's like all, I know all I know throughout Canada the year. Does, it's like know. all throughout the year, random times. What, what day is it? For us, it's the twenty third of November. But Canada, I think, was last month or something. I mean, or, it might be like a. A lot of countries have something similar to it. No, we don't have anything. Like but um, yeah, for me this week, watch Halloween two. Um, I thought I was gonna hate it at first because I thought the, the first like thirty minutes were really boring, the, two, like the, the direct sequel one. to the original one. Yeah. Um, I, the first thirty minutes are so boring to me. It's kind of yeah. like the opposite to me of the original Halloween, where this one, the suspense and like the the story didn't really grasp me much, but the the kills I thought were super cool and like yeah. the climaxes were cool. Like the hot tub scene was crazy. Like yeah, just cool. the girl's face melting off was wild. Um, kind of cool. Like. Laurie Strode and Michael Myers little backstory but I feel like it was like yeah. a little predictable maybe it's because it was like a maybe it's like a Darth Vader thing where at this point in your life like if you watch Star Wars for the first time like there's zero way you can actually go in blind and be like not know you know Darth Vader's like the father or whatever mm. so I feel like the big reveal of Laurie Strode and Michael Myers being like related in the past so it's like I don't know I feel like it was kind of obvious they were gonna have some connection deeper than just like a random girl he's haunting yeah. um, but yeah I liked it it was fine um, watched it follows and I loved it immediately um glad you liked it more on rewatch i can see why probably like people who watch it in 2014 who rewatch it now would probably like it more because especially with the a24 style of horror i feel like it follows has been so like in like what what is it like a lot of movies have taken inspiration That's from amazing. it in terms of just it's just like it was kind of i mean it's only 2014 but it was kind of ahead of its time in terms of i feel like every horror movie nowadays is kind of more about creating unsettling environments and having a lot of deeper meaning behind them rather than just going for pure jump scares. And I feel like in 2014, it follows is kind of breaking a trend a little bit. Whereas nowadays, like all the A24 movies kind of follow that mold, which I don't know. We we talked about obviously a lot in October. We October, we kind of like the elevated horror, um, but it follows great starts off with like just a really wild, gruesome scene and just kind of puts you in such an unsettling environment and just takes you on that ride. I don't like 18 months ago, to be fair. The first yeah. Time. I don't know. It was, it was like 
So I didn't. I gave it like a three originally. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it, but I don't know, it, it really, yeah, much better on second watch. It's it mm-hmm. is fucking creepy as well. Like it really mm-hmm. is. Like you know what scene I'm going to say. The the um, tall man scene when he just walks into the bedroom is so mm-hmm. weird. And I think the the scene when she's like in the kitchen and she turns around and there's that woman just like walking towards a half naked woman. That's yeah, scary. It genuinely. And, is. and with both those scenes, the sound design rather than just having like one big bang yeah, for yeah, jump yeah. scare, it's like a it like it's like a loud it sound that just like plays for like twenty seconds straight. So it's like it's not like a, a quick bang. jump. It's like a yeah, 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 yeah. it's like a just massive and anxiety inducing moment. But watch Pain Hustlers, which. Like it's 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 not even close to like the worst movie of the year in terms of like just like a you know a directed movie, an acted movie, a story, but it's just it was just so boring. So I just had to give it a one star. Unfortunate for David Yates, I feel like this is like a huge deal for him because it's like the first movie he's made post like every Harry Potter and Fantastic Beast movie, and it's just not getting re- received well. So I feel like this is kind of like a make or break movie for him in terms of like, are you just a franchise guy or do you got any? Got anything in your bag? Did you Fantastic do like the last four? Stink though. Did yeah. Did he, did he do like the last four Harry Potters or three? He did the last two, didn't he? he did half the print as well. He at least did the last three. I think he might have done he the last the Phoenix. four. He might have done one of the Phoenix as well, actually. Yeah. He, he did, did, did a lot, a lot of them. With um, Margot Robbie and Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, a few years ago. That wasn't very good. Yeah. He did what? That Tarzan film with Margot Robbie and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Tarzan? Yeah. Uh, let me check what it's called. The Danger. Legend of Tarzan. Oh, I see that now. The Legend of Tarzan. Margot Robbie, Alexander Skarsgård. I don't see Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, yeah, why did I say? I don't know why I said Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, in the main picture, though, I also never heard of this movie. But yeah, why ma- main I picture, never... Alexander Skarsgård does look a little Aaron Taylor Johnson. Who's actually looking at him? What the fuck? I mean, yeah, this is a good-looking guy. I'm not going to say it's not. I am mm-hmm. shocked. I've never it's got, uh, Jim on, heard of uh, Hansu as well. Jamin, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that every yeah, he's in every <laughs> Like he actually just gets paid by movies or by every movie studio and has a contract for everything. Uh, then I watched yeah. watch about time. Just I just love rewatching movies that are just like so easy to rewatch because like I I rewatched it at a time where like I did not have time to watch a movie. I was kind of doing other stuff and busy. But like when you watch it, rewatch a movie, it's just nice. You just throw something on. You're like, I know I don't have to give this my whole attention. Like I've seen this a billion times, but it's just comforting to have on. Um, and then of course Priscilla, which we're about to review, and the town, which is going to be our real quick review this week. Um, I forgot to mention the town. I did get I did get a rewatch on the town. <clears throat> I like the town a lot. Yeah. Town's town's good. Movie. Sorry for um, spoilers to the real quick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so as of not as of right now, we're recording this, but as of Monday when this uploads, here's the big announcement. Oh, but, shit. I forgot about, uh, this. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about this. We've got, officially, we as of today, November 6th, I will no longer be reviewing movies with decimals. I'm going to just a five star scale. Decimals are out the window. Love it. I'm going to be updating every letterbox Great. review to take off the decimals. The and worst. we are I we are just you. we are a five star scale going One forward. One of us. One of us. <laughs> Come, you're gonna have to join eventually. No, I'm 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 mad at Tyler. I'm like, did you text yeah, George? Did you text George? I, I did not, but I knew I knew Cam would be upset. I knew Seth would be happy. Boo. In the chat, George needs to know that you're one of us. So if you're listening to this and you see my letterbox oh. reviews without the decimals, I, I can guarantee the next couple of weeks, every letterbox review I post will have people commenting, being like, "Where's the decimal score?" So if you're listening to this, you can be like, you know, you you know, you're in the know. Are you changing your old ones as well? 
Yeah, take probably. Gonna probably going to take them off. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's just because I've been wanting to update my rankings for a long time because there's so many movies I need to tweak. But the problem is with like the decimals is I have to go to my spreadsheet and then it just becomes like... Like it's like oh, I have to move this movie down, then I move that movie down, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I, it doesn't stack up well here. It's like it just needs it just needs to be done. It's gotten too much to manage, and then also I just hate the whole like I don't know, just five star. I'm just I'm just I'm fully on board. It's I just annoying you. when people are like, how do you give this movie a five point two and this movie a five? Like how do you rate that movie out, like higher? And I'm like, it's they're just not comparable. You can't just compare every movie directly. I'm disgusted right now. He is in fun. shambles. Who is it's Cam? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough, tough for the brand. So Cam, yeah, Cam's joint, Cam and the Barstool guys, are the only people doing the hundred point scale. But I'm officially five. People always guy. comment on my people comment on my videos, like telling if they're telling me I'm wrong or whatever, and they're like, I I put this at like a sixty eight out of hundred or something. I had that comment like yesterday. Do, do I'm, like, do, um, I'm like, I don't believe you do. Have you seen that guy so. Tyler on on Letterboxd? He's one of the his reviews are really good. That Silent Dawn. No, he's like always one of the top reviewers on like every film. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Those are, but his reviews like really in depth. He does over hundred, and he's like really popular. So maybe Cam can be, you know, one of those guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, obviously, I, I enjoyed the decimals while it lasted. I, I respect people who do it at hundred. I just it can't be my life anymore. So back Ooh. December twenty first, twenty twenty two was my first ever. Or no, December twenty first, twenty twenty one was my first ever decimal review of Spider Man No Way Home. And uh, the town, or no, actually, Priscilla will be my last ever decimal, unless I watch any movies today or tomorrow and log them. But big football days, but because I'm just going to keep doing decimals this weekend just to not pull the rug out from anyone until this drops to have that be the announcement. But yeah, decimals are gone. Five star scale guy. Uh, Terrible. Tell, yeah. tell the press is, um, yeah, I'm sure George will be excited to hear that. Yeah, so just text him. Yeah, love it. Is there With a that, way to, is there not a way to link something on? I, so I'm changing the subject, but just while we're on Letterboxd, is there not a way on the desktop like version of Letterboxd or the no, computer version to link something? Like you, you can't do that. That's annoying. I was trying to. I was trying to link. You know, you can do the text thing on the uh, on photos, like when you make something bold. That's why. Yeah. I mm-hmm. can't even do that on the. On the Crazy. Desktop. Yeah. They they need the. Yeah. Letterboxd still has a ways to go. Threaded comments. It's yeah. so annoying. We still haven't got this. I don't yeah. like a threaded thing. comments I can see from like a comp side perspective being like a, a tall task. Whereas like letting people bold and italicize stuff in a review on desktop should be like that should be like a programmer should be able to go in and give two seconds of their day and do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. They still have a ways to go, like Cam was saying, to, to yeah. get to like a fully Good functional app. awesome app. But great app, great app. I will say, I will say I have like I've given up on my spreadsheet, unfortunately. It's all letterbox now. But I will never give out of the hundred out of that is the first step to the five star scale. I haven't given yeah, I haven't given up on my letter on my spreadsheet yet, which I will once Monday hits, but that's gonna be tough. It's gonna be like an emotional kind of thing. Fuck five stars. Fuck it. (laughs) Uh, let's get into Priscilla, the the big in terms of wide release this week. So directed by Sophia Coppola. Priscilla is the story of teenage Priscilla. Oh, her maiden name. Do not know her pronoun. Priscilla Bolio Baloo. Uh, Priscilla Ballou, I think, meets Elvis Presley at a party. The man who is already a meteoric rock and roll superstar becomes someone entirely unexpected in private moments, a thrilling crush, an ally in loneliness, a vulnerable best friend. Starring Kaylee Spaney, Jacob Elordi, um, kind of, obviously we got Elvis last year from Baz Luhrmann going over kind of the superstar side of Elvis and his relationship with his manager and his family. This is much more Priscilla's side of things. It starts off with her 
in Germany with her family where her military family station. And of course we all know Elvis got drafted in the military, got stationed over there in Germany. That's when they ended up meeting over there in Germany when she was a uh, you know, ninth grader. Um, their romance kind of starts and then uh, it just kind of keeps growing from there until they obviously get married. They have Lisa Marie Presley, their daughter, and uh, they were married for, I think like 11 years or maybe younger, but they, I think they had like, they had at least a 10 year relationship. I don't, I think they were married for yeah, at least yeah. like six. And then of course they get divorced and then Elvis passes. Um, but yeah, Seth and I saw it. Seth, you saw it probably like three weeks ago now at this point. I think George yeah. also did see it. So I'll look up what his review I think was. George did watch it because he was going to get tickets. Oh yeah. He, that was the went. one he wasn't able to get tickets yeah, for, yeah, but Sophie cool. was able to get tickets for. Yeah. Um, I feel like that story is too recurring. I feel like, I feel like, he scratches Sophie's back, and then we get so many of Sophie being him saying like, "Yeah, Sophie got tickets to this, but not for me." So she's going, "Yeah, like, yeah, I'm bummed out. Me and Sophie tried, but we couldn't." And then like the next Sophie day, like, well, Sophie got it, but not me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, let, let's get into our review. I don't think there's going to be a ton to go into here, but I actually did quite enjoy this one. So Seth, what are your kind of thoughts on on Priscilla? Yeah, so I watched this. Um, what was it, like ninth or tenth of October? So thanks. Like, about three weeks ago, like you said. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I think it was always a really interesting story, and it's like kind of a film that kind of maybe in my eyes is was needed to be made after Baz Luhrmann's Elvis last year, regardless of what you think. You clearly glossed over Elvis as a character. I think so. A couple of I, it's interesting enough, actually, like this is pretty bad for me. It's actually my first ever film I watched from her. Um, I haven't seen her, I haven't seen. Uh, I lost in translation. I haven't seen Virgin Suicides. I haven't seen like two others. I can't remember the name. Maybe more. I don't know. Um, but I think this accurately displayed the loss of innocence, the loss of Priscilla's innocence, the loss of a child's innocence, and the kind of grooming scenario we had going on. Visually, really, really great. Uh, I actually read in, I think it was like Doug's review the other day. I think he said it's like, like a pastel dream thing, which I think is like. A recurring thing from what I know in her films. It has a very like bright lit, overlit, kind of pastel like look, which I actually really liked. I think it works very much in this in the film with like kind of a contrast to her, especially in the earlier points of the film, her literally being a child, you know. Um, which I think was really interesting. I think that it's the first half was definitely better than the second. And the second is a bit of a letdown due to some conversations I don't think were really delved into as much you know they could be specific conversations with um Priscilla and Elvis when they're in the bedroom and stuff like that and it's kind of getting somewhere that it kind of cuts off um and you're kind of feeling half baked and lackluster. But I think the, the performances were really good. I really, really liked uh Kaylee Spaney Spaney? Yeah Kaylee Spaney yeah. She's one of my definitely up there one of my favorite performances of the year. I think she was fantastic. I think she was great. Um weird how like young they made her look and then like she gets older throughout the film it's really well done do you know what i mean I, there like, is multiple i knew they didn't change the actress who played her but there's so many times throughout the film was like you look completely it's different crazy they did, well, like, just that, by crazy. hair makeup so like, yeah really really well done um i actually so jacob Elordi is an, is an interesting one um I, I know some people didn't really like him i know some people loved him i really liked him I really like Jacob Lordy. I think he kind of played like a more a subtle, subdued Elvis that kind of showcased you know, maybe a, a different character. And I don't think it's, you know, when I when I posted my initial review, I had a few like messages and comments saying like, whose Elvis is better, Austin Butler's Jacob Lordy's? You can't, you can't compare them. 
they are so unbelievably different portrayals of, of Elvis as a character and a human being. But I really, really liked it. I really liked Jacob Lordy. I think he's a really, really great actor. And I think Kaylee's Penny was, was definitely like, the top tier. I think she was fantastic the best thing about the film. Uh, so I give it a 3 out of 3.5. Could go up a real That's like a high 3.5, though, because I mentioned this. Like, I watched this is just a weird comparison. I watched. Um, you would know exactly what 3.5 it was if you had a scale out of 10 or 100. Shut up, boy. I watched uh, uh, Maestro, 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 Maestro. Maestro. I think both are acceptable I think pronunciations. Maestro, I watched Maestro on the same day, like just before it, and that was a three. But then if I look at that being a three and a three point five, I'm like, Maestro was like a three. Maestro, Maestro. Priscilla was like a high three point five. Do you know what I mean? Like teetering on a four. I really, really liked it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, good watch. Enjoyed it. A film that needed to be made, especially after five moments, flashes Elvis, but not one that is comparable, especially when it comes to. Elvis as a character because it's just so different. But yeah, I liked it. Good. Right. Yeah, I'm similar to you in terms of I haven't my, my Sofia Coppola bag isn't very deep. It's one film deep, and that's Priscilla. So I haven't seen her other ones to compare, but I have heard the similar things to you that it's a common theme in hers to kind of have that kind of lush, dreamlike cinematography and story style to her films. And I totally felt that in this. It really feels like I, I don't know. Like obviously, A, I'm not a woman. B, I've never groomed anyone. C, I've never been groomed. But as, as someone who's never had experience in any of those three things, I really felt like I was like putting her shoes pretty well in terms of yeah. like what it feels like to be just like, you know, over the moon, like butterflies in your stomach. Like, oh, my God, this famous guy like likes me like and you're getting swept up in this romance yeah. and it feels so surreal. And like yeah, yeah, your your life just gets changed like that. And it felt like just such like a dream throughout so much of this movie. And then it would just like quickly crack you over the head and be like, no, this is actually also like a nightmare, too. But then it would kind of what like i I'm, again i've never been like an abusive relationship but a lot of stuff you'll hear from that is where like you'll think things are going so great and then things will go so terribly but then like after that you're like oh well maybe they've changed because things are going well again and be, like everything kind of goes happy like i feel like yeah. it just did such a well well thing at portraying that in terms of just she was just in this trance like dream like fairy tale that was just quickly you just get these quick abrupt moments where it would be you'd realize it's not as not as dreamlike as you might think it is with yeah. how the relationship played out and uh obviously you kind of realize it was like a nightmare all along when you think about it because obviously she was a ninth grader when they met and he clearly like groomed her and that's like the the thing about like grooming is like clearly he like you know because he was always keeping in contact with her he was clearly like prepping her to be like once you're of age like we're gonna get married or whatever but like also because this this is straight from like the words of Priscilla Presley because it's like her book is what this movie's based off of and she was very involved in the production so like you'd have to imagine it's pretty accurate to what her life was so like kind of the way they portray it in the movie is like he never really does like you know he it's gross but he never does like the crazy like things you might expect but like he clearly is like grooming her you know because he's like from 90% of the early relationship they're never or like 99 they're never in the same country because it's just like he's like writing her letters like finish your schooling like once you come like basically they kind of like meet and have like a few dates it seems like from like the timeline in the movie at least i don't know if real life but timeline in the movie is they, they meet and when she's in ninth grade they go on a few dates and then he either got restationed or he just like his time in the army was done and he went back to america and that was kind of it they went like three years maybe even more without seeing each other again until finally like he then flew her out to Graceland, Memphis, Tennessee. And then that's kind of where they rekindled. And that's at this point, she's like about to graduate high school 
and props to her for like sticking with her parents word and graduating high school because i don't know how like if because like people in high school knew like she was like with elvis like how do you if you're with like the biggest superstar in america like how can you actually just like go through like study like i know they kind of showed that she would cheat on all her tests to get by but i would too like how would you be able to focus on studies if you're with elvis presley and like a multi-millionaire the biggest superstar in the world like why would you care about going to school just crazy do you think this this film did a i guess a good job in highlighting the stature of elvis's fame and his like life i know it's not directly related about him but i think when when we look at it through the eyes of priscilla when she is you know going to school and stuff it's a, it's a difficult one because mm-hmm. i think it's quite hard to portray in a film just how big elvis was as a figure especially in mm-hmm. America, across the world yeah and, and i think, think it's also priscilla that would have been perhaps higher than betrayed but again this is a film that came from, you know, the horse's mouth in a way, mm-hmm. from her book. So it's yeah, it's like, and also I think it's the way it shows Elvis in this is kind of the way she viewed him in terms of, I don't think she ever fully grasped how much of a star he was. Like obviously when they yeah. first started living yeah. together, she would just be playing with the dog in the yard, and then like the the older people in Elvis's life were kind of like, you can't just be like out in the public eye, like playing in the yard. You get you can't be seen by paparazzi, and then she would kind of learn about everything from like newspaper headlines of like him on a, on a film getting close to the starlet on that film with him. But I feel like you didn't really grasp how big of a superstar Elvis was in this movie. And I feel like that was kind of intentional because I don't think it kind of shows like Priscilla didn't really fully understand the the beast that was Elvis uh, in more ways than one. Yeah. But I'm a huge Jacob Elordi fan. Like I love Jacob Elordi and he's like, I'm excited to see more stuff from him. Um, so I, I really he like I mean he was genuinely scary at points in this like he he was so well at just being so unpredictable, um, almost similar to like uh, the same kind of presence De Niro had in Killers of the Flower Moon where like most of the time he's not doing anything outright aggressive or terrible in front of your face but there's always that uncomfortable undertones to everything he's doing where you're just uneasy about what he's doing yeah um, but then there's times where he snaps and you're like damn that was like yeah out of nowhere like when he um. But they throw like throws the chair for a chair. Yeah, yeah, and it's just out of nowhere. Just that kind of grasp of always wanting to be kind of in control of each situation. Mm-hmm. I think is the element you get from his personality. Um, yeah, and always just so toxic. Anytime she'd be like, "I don't want to do this," then his immediately answer would just be like, "Well, there's a billion women out there that would want to do this, so you you better shape up, or else I'll find yeah. someone else." And 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 he's just like, you know, I don't want a woman who's gonna worry about a career. Like I want someone who's gonna worry about me, and that's all I care about. And clearly, you just. He didn't want a woman in his life. He wanted like basically, you know, a robot or a robot, basically just like someone who would do exactly what he said, dress exactly the way he wanted, always look a certain way, be there for him when he wants, but not be there for him when he doesn't want him. Yeah. Raise a kid, like just kind of just be, you know, just doing their own thing and just not really be a part of his life other than just kind of doing, I don't know, just a weird relationship for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What did you but, start? Uh, by the way? I gave it a four star. Um, like hot, so, okay. What's yeah? Well, I gave it a seven point five out of ten purely because, like, I'm only put the decimals just because I don't want to spoil a surprise till Monday. But yeah, yeah, I don't know if there's a high four, high four, low four. Like, I just threw a decimal on there just so people would know. But I, I don't know. Like, I think I agree with you. The end wasn't as great for me as the rest of it, but because there was genuinely 
times throughout this where I was like, this could be like a 4.5. Like I really thought the direction was just Same, primo, like it, yeah. which is why I really want to dive into more Sofia Coppola movies because I thought the direction was just superb in this. Yeah, um, I did. I really like uh, visually. I think it was really, really interesting. Some of the shots were really, really great. Mm -hmm. uh, the colors we utilized really well. Mm -hmm. uh, and, well, I mean, that is a something that's been very apparent in, in Sofia Coppola's career, apparently. Anyway, like mm -hmm. people say the same about uh, Lost in Translation. Uh, Marie Antoinette was massive with the hues of color, apparently. So I, I really do mm -hmm. need to get into to her films. I think I'd like judging from mm -hmm. anyway because I think they're all similar-ish, you know, mm -hmm. regarding um, visually. Anyway, yeah, and the, and the hair and makeup and costume design in this movie was incredible too. Like we said, like Kaylee Spaney literally transforms like from her mm -hmm. high school years to her Elvis years to like when she's kind of realizing like she wants to divorce from Elvis. She's she her own looks person. like the age that she's portrayed. Right. It, it's, like 14, it's crazy like, how they're able to pull that off. Cause it goes over like a 10 year period at least. And it's crazy. Cause yeah. like you feel so uncomfortable during like the groomer years when you're like, ew, she's like literally like a kid. But then by the time she yeah. like divorces Elvis, like she looks like a 30 year old woman. And I'm like, like obviously yeah, this was really filmed like four months yeah, yeah. later. And it's not like the classic way of like, oh, they just like add wrinkles to her face. Like, no, like just, just like transform the it's, way it's she looks. It's just like makeup, is. hair, clothes, and mm -hmm. it changes. Like, Very impressive. It's really, really great. Yeah, that was what I think she was probably my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. uh, well, with severe Cobb's performance, my favorite thing about the film, I would mm -hmm. say. Agreed. And and like I said, I'm a huge Jacob Elordi guy. We can't really compare the Austin Butler to Jacob Elordi performance. I don't love Austin Butler or hate Austin Butler. I'm just kind of like, whatever. Like, he's just like a person. Whereas like, I love Jacob Elordi. So I, that being said, like I'd be biased towards Jacob Elordi, but I would say like, if you, cause like people are inevitably going to compare the performances. I've seen a lot of people dunking on Austin Butler being like Jacob Elordi didn't have to do all that nonsense for his role, but it's like different. Roles. Austin Butler like was Elvis to me, like in that movie, like he, yeah. he became Elvis Jacob Elordi for this. Like when you watch this movie, he does great. And I love Jacob Elordi, like I said, so I'd be biased towards him. But like this is like you can clearly see why Austin Butler would probably have to go through a lot more prep he, for his Jake role. Jake is isn't the sense piece. He's not the focus here. The focus is mm -hmm. Priscilla, whereas Austin Butler was the dazzling showman Elvis where he had to portray mm -hmm. Elvis for a nearly three-hour film and it was all on him. So it's completely different. Right. I saw. I thought Austin Butler was great. I saw him as Elvis and right. I see Jacob Lord as Elvis just as different sides of him and from a different perspective, I think it's the main mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, but I agree with you when you said this is kind of a movie that had to be made coming off of Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. But with that being said, like I'm not down downplaying Baz. I think there's a place for both of them for sure. There's because, a place for both. Absolutely. Yeah, Elvis yeah. was such a polarizing figure, or not polarizing because I mean he's polarizing now. But obviously at the time, like no one, like yeah, let's just yeah. be honest, no one really gave a shit about this stuff at the time. Um, but he was such a larger than life figure that I do think there's a place to have like a movie like where it kind of. Because like we mentioned, we don't you don't really grasp in this movie how larger than life and crazy it was, which was intentional. But I feel like there's a place for a movie that shows that because Elvis from Bos Lerman really showed how like women literally would like faint over the dude, which like my grandparents were like huge. El like my grandma was a huge yeah. Elvis person. Like, yeah, yeah very much like she even to, to the day she died, like her, her, her house had not exaggerating like four dozen just pictures of elvis like elvis memorabilia I, like he was just like yeah thing. like oh, and that's not uncommon like there's people that were just like obsessed with the guy to a point where we haven't really seen before so priscilla is four star for me 3.5 from seth um yeah like i said i thought george did see it but that was the one he wasn't able to get tickets to but i like this I, I didn't expect to not like this but i expected to kind of be like oh that was like a good movie but liked it a lot more than i thought again Sophia Coppola's direction was like a massive standout for me and it's really going to force me 
not force me like in a bad way, but like I really do want to start watching more of her films now. I don't and know about Kaylee Spaney. I want to see what you you got what you're doing next because yeah, very definitely. impressive. Um, this film, not to compare it to to uh, Maestro again, just because I watched it back to forth. Maestro was like 15 minutes longer, but this film felt like two hours shorter. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, like, I think this film flew by when I watched it. I don't know why. Like, mm-hmm. I need to watch it again. I think because I think I might watch it. Like when I'm thinking about it now, I feel like I like it more than a 3.5. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I yeah, it. I feel like I might just give it another watch. I think it's going to age really well over time. Mm-hmm. I think so too, because like I said, there's a lot of moments during this where I thought it could be a 4.5. I do wish, the only thing I wish is that, and I know it's like such a trope to do in biopics, is to have like the end be like, what happened next? But I, Priscilla was such a shadow of Elvis's career and life that I truly have no idea what she did do with the rest of her yeah. life. And maybe that's intentional that she didn't want to be in the public spotlight or have anything about her life known. But I do know that because I was like looking up stuff after this, like how how the relationship kind of go. I do know that she does want to be buried by Elvis when she dies. Like they have a plot yeah, next yeah. to each other. So like the there's not a lot of hostility there. She still has a lot of love and admiration and respect for him. So I did kind of want to know like what kind of went on because obviously she was like 23 or something when they divorced, and she's like I don't know in her 60s, 70s, 80s now. So like, 23 with like, like 30 years of life experience already. Yeah, like a lot of life has happened. So I kind of wanted to know like did, what what did she go on to do? But she lived her own life. So good for her. Uh, got out of the relationship. Jacob Lordy, solid performance. <laughs> Glad he didn't have to transform his body and get super fat in the later years for Elvis. They just kind of played that off. Like uh, Austin Butler, I don't know if he actually got fat or if it was just a pure fat suit, but seems like something he might have done. We, uh, we don't even have a, a release date yet, you know, in the UK. For what? Oh, because it was a film festival. Saw I, yeah. I think it'll be like seven months. Yeah, it is A24, so it's going to be a while from now. Yeah. But yeah, also, like, it was just funny because there's only three other people in my theater, and it was like in the big theater at my theater, Sean. There's only three other people. I went at like uh, noon yesterday, though, on a weekday, so like, not surprised that there weren't that many people. I love going to mo- like, okay, I hate when people talk during movies, but during trailers, I was think it's funny, like, when there's just a couple people and they're like older. The classic, like the trailer ends, and you get like the two second reaction from them to be like, you kind of hear like them be like, that looks like shit, or like, oh, that looks pretty good. This is always so funny. Like the Iron Claw, they were they were impressed with, but I can't remember which one there was a movie. What's the Iron Claw? The the wrestling one with uh, Zac Efron and oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what's that one? Argyle, the the Henry Cavill Dua Lipa one, like. The, the old people were not impressed with that trailer. They're like, that looks stupid. <laughs> like, it's just, I just love those little two because they were like two rows behind me and it just made me chuckle every time. I was just, every trailer that came on, I was like, I wonder what they're going to think of this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's Priscilla Review. Um, and like I said, there's a ton of other reviews, releases this week, kind of ish, but not really. It's just, it's a weird time of year with all these kind of more indie films pushing for awards that are going to get released all throughout the year. But um, next week will be. The Marvels as well as The Killer because we've all kind of or you and George have seen The Killer, but The Killer officially releases on Netflix next Thursday or Friday. So we'll kind of do a proper review of that now that kind of the whole world will have access to it. And did you I'll, get like, a theatrical release for The Killer? I don't think you did. Though. I did, but honestly, like I'm just not a big Fincher guy, and I know I'll probably think, like I, this based on reviews, but I, I, it wasn't I'm enough to make me go to the guy. theater as opposed to I'm just like, a big Fincher guy, and I really like this, so I'd be keen to see what you think. I might go see it in the theater because I will see Anatomy of a Fall too before next week. So, and I think George will be back, so I we'll be able to review that as well. Do it because the sound in uh, the killer is really great, but like the design of it made for a big screen. Do you know what I mean? So I think if yeah, I probably will because Anatomy of a Fall is like the a type of movie that I have to go 
to like a further away theater to see and same with yeah, the killer yeah. like the killer didn't get a wide release so I'd, it's, I'd have to go to the same theater for the killer so i might just double feature it um but yeah we'll move on to um the next segment while cam kind of swallows and chews because we're getting into yeah, really, his segment really, here really poor timing with that one because <laughs> i just got food the the mcu is in shambles mcu's a but it is also so back it's so bad man it's, it's joker and well. it's barack cam this is your segment walk us through the the, the mcu right yeah now. Uh, we're just gonna go through there's there's a whole lot of news there's a bunch of rumors um a whole lot of fun stuff coming just uh i, I love the twitter discourse it's so fun um so i've i've fuck it we'll just start with this week it, it was uh it was this variety article basically talking about how the mcu is in shambles um Love that so. word for some reason. It's like you know Why any word when someone uses it over and over. Is it because it's, it's so what uh, it's what like that Mark uh, Mark Ivelis or Magnificent or whatever his name is on TikTok oh. or Twitter. Um, he he kind of like coined the phrase because he says everything's in shambles. That's like his content. Ninety percent of the time, is just yelling that something's in shambles. Oh, but he yells that the MCU is in shambles, and and so then everyone kind of hopped on that this time. Um. So, so we'll start with like the, the not bad news. This is what I consider the good news. The writer for uh, Blade Runner 2049 and Logan, um, I'm finding his name right now. Uh, damn you. Uh, Michael Green, I believe it is. Yep. Uh, Michael Green, who wrote Logan. He also wrote uh, Blade Runner 2049, among other things. I believe Alien Covenant was listed. Um, someone said that as a bad thing, but I think, Seth, you enjoy that movie, correct? Uh, yeah i think it's great yeah you said that last week you liked it um he also wrote uh shoot people gave me a list of like bad movies he also wrote because um they didn't want me hyping it up too much i guess but i'll chat you keep talking i'll chat yeah uh so uh, john green writer of of though or michael green is is on officially i believe writing blade um the upcoming blade movie with mahershala he, yeah, he's the writer of Blade Runner, writer of Logan. Green Blade Runner 2049, sorry. Green Lantern? Yes, Green Lantern, that's the one. He was the writer of the Green Lantern movie with uh, with Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds which is yeah. not great. Um, but yeah, he's writing Blade. Um, that's good news, in my opinion, just especially like Mahershala Ali allegedly almost left the project because yeah. of the writing issues. Blade was pushed. Blade was pushed to be like the fourth lead of the movie absurd when it's it was meant title. to come out How? yesterday wasn't it, it was meant to come out yesterday yeah. hilarious yeah. tweets replying to that like just announced that hall h like blade will come 11 3 2023 and people are like man now watching or whatever hilarious tweets um mess of a production i hope they get it back on track um this article to me if you did see the variety article kind of sounds like kevin feige is t- grabbing everyone by the neck and saying figure it the fuck out basically at least that's that's the way i'm gonna spin it but then there were other reports that um um possibly shifting from kang the conqueror uh uh to dr doom who seth i i don't think you knew who dr I doom do, was i do know he's the um fantastic yeah. four guys he's a fantastic four villain he is a much bigger villain um in the comics and he, he's a big part of the secret wars comic um to my knowledge at least i know george uh, so- said he's like not i uh, like george just to give george george's view um he mentioned that he doesn't he doesn't think that he could be 
as powerful as like a Kang to to operate the universe, you know, to be like a Thanos. Yeah, it's 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 definitely. Um, I think in the comics though, he has that ability. I think, but I think he gets like the Infinity Gauntlet again. I'm not a huge comic guy, so if you are and you're listening to this, um, you can tell me I'm a fucking idiot. But I'm I've I watch a lot of like theory videos and shit like that, so I get comic knowledge at least from that. Um, but he he can be big enough to be the big bad, and I'm pretty confident. Like after this multiversal phase. Um, like I said, he's big in the secret wars. I think he was supposed to be like the next big bad. Um, and so that it sounds like they're kind of rushing maybe to him. That was just a rumor. I don't think they'll drop, uh, Jonathan majors unless something crazy comes out in this trial. I called Jonathan majors a piece of shit last week. Um, got told like innocent till proven guilty. Um, I called him a piece of shit on my, uh, on my TikTok review, got a million comments about that. I stand by. Yeah, I stand by. Piece of shit. Um, I'll, I I'll thought you were about to say I called Jonathan Majors. Like, no, his like take on this. gave him. A ring, I called yeah. him. Yeah, good pal Jonathan Majors just gave him a ring. Was like, hey man, what's going on? Um, no, but I don't. I don't think they'll drop him. Um, again, yeah, he is innocent till proven guilty, I guess. But also. Um, there are reports of him just being an asshole on set and I can, I can handle an asshole on set. Um, and, and that's totally fine. But then you get reports of being like an abusive piece of shit. Um, and, and you're probably not that great of a person. You like, you don't see very good upstanding people get random allegations. Like it, there's, there's always something behind it. Um, but yeah, that's just my opinion on it. If you want to, if you want to say I'm an idiot and, and you want to comment that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, that's, completely fine i know the trial has not happened i'm still gonna stand that he's a piece of shit um the article also mentioned as as tyler sent to us um they were considering possibly going off of kang after the performance of ant-man and the wasp quantumania um if if you think for one second that he is anywhere near um the issue with that movie you got, you got something wrong in your head. Um, they were saying like, even before the allegations came out, um, there was possible talks of switch switching up on Kang. You fucking idiots. If, if that's what you, if that's what the Marvel studios believes is the, uh, um, issues with Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. Anyway. Does anyone actually believe that that was the case? No, I don't believe it for a second. It 100% is because of the allegations. It's just yeah. a funny thing to put in the article. I don't know if you guys saw the quote in that article. Um, an insider who has seen all of Loki um, basically I, said the MCU is I fucked. If they, yeah, the MCU is fucked if they try to, yeah. The, so yeah, Loki's yeah. through five of, five of six episodes. I haven't seen the ending. But yeah, uh, basically said the MCU's fucked if they if they try to move off Kang just because of what Loki sets up, and they are because they've just they've. I think you're. I think also there are a million tweets and they're they're hilarious that like Kang is without a doubt the easiest character in the world to recast, given that his entire thing is there are millions of him. There's one of him in every universe, and they've all banded together. The easiest character in the world to recast. They don't have to look the same. They could be anything they're all kang though like that's the that's the funny part um they could just recast them very easily but i don't think they will i think they'll and the trial will happen nothing will come out of it um you know text i'm sure like he did some stuff and he won't get charged for anything and then people will swipe sweep it under the rug which uh sucks but i'm guessing that's what's gonna happen um 
so that was the next big piece of news is that is that it's possible they might uh, leave leave Kang and go to Doctor Doom. Any thoughts on that from you guys? I know you're not huge into this stuff, but I don't I don't know enough about the uh, Doom man to he's, he's a very good character. I he looks kind of yeah. cool. I don't know enough about him. Like, I guess whether they go for with Kang or and again, this is all with like the the caveat like Jonathan Majors. We don't know what's going to happen with them, but hopefully it turns out well for justice um, in terms of like, if he, you know, if everything comes out that he was the, the piece of shit that we thought he was like, uh, I hope, you know, that he, we never see him again in any movie ever. Um, but in terms of like Kang or Dr. Doom, cause like you mentioned, you could easily recast Kang. I just want a cohesive story, man. Like yeah. I, I'm completely out on the MCU at this point, but that still doesn't mean I'm still gonna, I'm still going to watch them and like probably in, like have a decent time with them. Like, I just would want something. Them, if you, I just want a clear vision. Podcast. Would you watch, watch what? part of the podcast if you weren't a creator? Would you watch them? I, I still would, yes. I still would be watching oh. MCU if I wasn't part of the podcast. And then, then that's kind of why like, I really want just a cohesive story. And I feel like that's the only thing that worries me about the whole like, changing to Doctor Doom is it mm. seems like yeah. from I think outsider you're, perspective you're is they'd have to change a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. You're but, too deep, especially yeah. like him being in Loki. And maybe you can argue that like a lot of people haven't seen Loki. And uh, Quantumania didn't do well, so maybe you can. But you're in too deep. He's been in three projects. How many people have seen it? It Just yeah, projects just out there. People go about to yeah. Um, And also, I said this like whether whatever you think about Jonathan Majors, I tweeted before like his allegations. I at the time uh, like he was one of my favorite actors because he's so fucking good in everything he does. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that they will not. I don't think they'll find someone as menacing as him or as good as him um and unfortunate because that's probably the reason they're keeping him um you know if he was shit and everyone hated kang they would probably kick him to the curb pretty quickly but kang is the only reason i feel like people are still like having somewhat bit of hope or um for this for this uh cinematic universe right now that they've got going because it it is out of whack and it's messed up and they they got to figure it out and that's why i like to think kevin feige's grabbing everyone by the neck and saying like get your shit together we're not losing because the marvels i hope it's good it's gonna lose money it's not it's not making the billion dollars that captain marvel did how high um, budget is it for Marvel? It's a two hundred million, two hundred fifty million dollar. No, it came out right that it was like half a billion, but they got like one hundred fifty million from uh, the UK or something like that. I I, oh, I remember the crazy budget like news that came out. Yeah, th- there's been enough news about the budget that I could, if I wanted to make a TikTok in a month, I could easily make a TikTok saying it was very profitable, or I could make a TikTok saying it's one of the yeah. biggest flops. Just because at one point it was reported to be like a hundred million dollar budget, one point mm-hmm. five hundred million. I'll just uh, pick and choose whatever narrative I want to push for them to you. It's yeah. not making money. It is. No, it's not. It's not going to make money. And also that article like kind of touched on it, but basically mentioned that it had like middling reviews and had a little bit of post-production hell, um, which is what a lot of these movies oh, yeah, have had, totally. um, which middling reviews, you're going to make jack shit money. Even if you had good reviews, sorry, I think you're going to break even at best. Um, uh, yeah, it, the Marvels is just not going to make money, which sucks because it, a lot of it is like it's three women leads and the MCU fan base just sucks for the most part. But um, you, you can't fight that. Someone's getting a call. Call time. Um, also, Blade, I guess, has like a hundred million dollar budget or less than good. Keep it grounded. Don't use a shit ton of CGI. Make it more practical. You can use a lot more money um, on important things if you make it practical. And that's what Blade should be. So. Um, that that's uh, hopeful news. 
the big doo-doo news from the article, which is just a rumor and probably not true, but it is the big doo-doo fart news, um, is that uh, so they're thinking about bringing like Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson all back for an Avengers movie. That is, that's when I'll say the MCU is in shambles. If, if I say, the, if I say the MCU is in shambles, you're in shambles. Like That is fucking a trap. The only reason I wouldn't say it to that news is because I'm 100% certain it doesn't happen. I'm pretty confident they'll bring them back at some point for like a secret invasion as like a cameo. Rem- Okay. Yeah. Like a cameo or something. It'll be like the Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man No Way Home. And that that I fully expect it's going to happen one day. If they are the leads of an, an uh, Avengers movie, like, soon. That renders the, the biggest project the MCU has ever done meaningless. In my what? Opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it completely does. Because Endgame, the whole emotional buildup for, for especially Marvel violence, that would render the whole thing meaningless. And not to mention, Endgame was like, what? Four years ago at this point, maybe four and a half years ago, 2019. Yeah. yeah, like what the fuck are they doing? I think, I mean, maybe they won't do it. I think this is the stupidest idea ever. It's like, no, I'm that, totally like, with you. You're stepping down to like the Fast and Furious universe. Yeah, like, you really yeah, I'm are. Totally with you. It's terrible. But terrible. they didn't say they're like, I don't know. And, and again, like I have no, it, like, I have nothing with the MC. Like I'm not interested really in it much anymore, anyways. But like I, I don't know. I just don't feel like they're going to be pulling him back for an actual role in a movie. I feel like it's going to be like a Secret so. Wars cameo. I, I think they'll be I back for it. Secret Wars. I can I, see them doing it. I can see it. But I don't think they, Robert Downey Jr. would want to, though. So that's why I feel like it's just a maybe, cameo. Right. I don't think he but would want to be an actual Maybe cameo. Robert Downey wouldn't, but you'll still get butts in seats with Chris Evans, and he's yeah, been on a that. stinker run. And also, that. they can throw a billion dollars at them. Why would, why would Robert Downey Jr. not do it? He's done so many bad projects for money. That's true. Remember Doolittle? I think Robert Downey Jr. would hold it. People have been saying he wouldn't take it because of Oppenheimer. He's done great roles before. You know, Zodiac, he still takes things for money. He took I think there's only one man who can fix... There's only one thing that can fix the MCU from going to complete shambles, and that's the Academy. And that's giving Robert Downey Jr. an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. And then I think officially he'll be like, all right, he would, I can't no, be I, taking these silly roles. Anymore. I don't think he would. I think he'd... Robert Knight, I mean, all the power to him. I, I think say. Scarlett Johansson is the least likely, likely to come back, to be quite I agree. honest. Because they also kind of did her dirty, too. I agree. Yeah, they did. They kind of, like, fucked her with the whole streaming release and everything. Also, but I think I think she made money, and she's, like, a producer on the Marvels, I think. I don't know. She's the best actor out of any of the Avengers. I agree. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Okay. Chris Evans is the last, and I love Chris Evans, but, like, he's clearly well, I think Scarlett Johansson is, like... She transcends an Avenger actor. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, she's the so only cool. one I feel like who has had like a true filmography outside of she's the MCU. Some really Her roles. Marriage yeah, Story, Jojo Rabbit, um, uh, Chef. Uh, I'm City. sure there's a whole lot of more that I'm Asteroid not City. Asteroid City. Yeah, like she's the only one outside of the MCU that's like made it. Her and honestly Jeremy Renner, oh. but like they had the smallest roles in the MCU. She did like fucking like Tyler. She did. Um... Uh, under the skin, mm-hmm. like a real, like a random, do you know what I mean? Indie mm-hmm. A24, like body horror sci fi. Like Scott Johansson, not only is a great actor, she, she takes interesting yeah. roles. So yeah. I'd be really disappointed if she went back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, more so. Yep. I don't want to linger it on it too much, but uh, th- that just sounds idiotic to me. And then <clears throat> yesterday, the MCU was officially back, releasing <laughs> its first ever uh, TV MA trailer. So TV oh. Mature, whatever that is in, in the UK, Seth. Um, so it'll be like the Netflix series, uh, type brutality. 
Um, probably not the boys level by any means, but um, at least we'll have blood and we'll be gory, that sort of thing. This is under the new like Marvel spotlight banner that they're doing um, where it's focused on street level characters who are not, um, a, not going to be like, I'm trying to think of the word impacting the larger MCU scale all that much. Um, so your daredevils, this is echo. The trailer is for echo. Sorry. Isn't, uh, thinking in this, uh, what's the name? Kingpin. Kingpin. Vincent yeah, D'Onofrio. Yeah, Vince, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he kind of, so echo is a mute character. Um, uh, deaf since she was a kid in the comics, she has the ability to like mimic, uh, fighting, I believe and mimic anything. Um, but I think they are changing that and she's just going to be a badass warrior. Is she a deaf actor? I believe so. Yeah. I'm pretty confident she is. Um, cause she was in, she was in Hawkeye. Um, that that's where she was introduced. Uh, I, I forget the name. I can figure it out real quick for you. I, I haven't watched it yet, but I have heard like, from like non-MCU fans, I've heard really good things about the trailer. Yeah, it genuinely looks like... So here's the thing. I don't know if it's going to be great, but it's going to be more dark, and therefore I bet it receives better public reviews. Um, Probably. If, if, if I sure, had, like, equate to... Like, is that just... Like, what? how does... Is that like Breaking Bad, like Mature, for the, the age rating? Like what? It's yeah, like a, so the TV version also, of R-rated. Yeah, it's the oh, TV okay. version R-rated. of R-rated. Also, it's written by the Better Call Saul, Saul um, writers, so that's like a, even wow. a little bit more for O. It's actually like really um, incredible, to be fair. Well, Aliqua uh, Cox is her her name, and sorry if I didn't pronounce that, but the I believe she is a, a mute actress. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen a, an MCU TV show since Moon Knight, I think, and I just haven't been interested in them, and but I will agree that the Echo trailer I genuinely thought looked really so, great. Like I'm excited for it. Like it looked, I was surprised at how much I really liked the trailer. This is a classic. Like when Kevin Feige said they uh, were not going to hold back punches in Moon Knight and they were going to make it brutal, they very much did. And now, like you're giving a TVMA rating, so clearly there's something there. Clearly, you're going to at least see like people hitting each other. This which, is the first one. Yeah, this is the very first TVMA. This would be like Tyler said, like an R-rated. Um, you're yeah. gonna hear the word shit, maybe crazy. Um, yeah, in uh, Guardians of Galaxy three. Yeah, or fuck right. Yeah. yeah a- um, no, but I, I, you know, it it is all dropping at once. Is that good or is that bad? I don't know. For me, I think I prefer that. Uh- just, do you yeah. think that 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 it's only two options it's either this is shit and get it out or this is pretty good we need everyone yeah. on board quickly and then usually with the good ones they kind of want a weekly how many episodes is it like six six i believe i think it's the same mm, i think it could be either yeah yeah um it's, it's also good. dropping on it's on dropping on hulu as well so it's like a little bit of a hulu and disney plus production i believe you have disney mm-hmm. plus only seth right so it doesn't really yeah, matter yeah like uh separate from movie news i finance news wise disney bought the remaining stock of hulu this week to fully is that official like so i think part of me thinks the reason part of me thinks the reason disney plus and hulu is both releasing the echo is because i think they're not going to exist in like a month i think it's going to be like one service is going to be coming eventually now that disney owns owns all of Hulu. they always use uh, hulu as their like more mature stuff like it's, it's always sunny the simpsons is i guess on disney plus now um but it was on hulu i believe um Who's got when, Modern Family? Shout does, out uh, that. ABC Echo production. Drop? When does Echo drop? Uh, January 10th. Oh. Like so it's pretty, it's pretty, re- yeah, it's pretty soon. The, the, yeah. I, I'm excited for it. Just like, I, again, I'm not going to say, I said 
I forget what I tweeted. I said, I'm not going to say we're back, but I'm not not going to say that or something like that. Um, so we'll see Do how I have it is. Do anything to watch this prior? No, probably not. Because um, I think, so there's like a backstory in, in Hawkeye, but it looks like from the trailer, they explain the backstory a little okay. bit. Uh, yeah. Have you seen the Netflix Daredevil series? No. Uh, it's good, but I don't know if you want to watch it. He's in the show and that's where Kingpin is from. Like, so if you wanted to like be a little bit more invested in these characters, that's what, um, I mean, it's probably a little connected to that, but that's not like technically connected to anything yeah, yeah. anymore. Um, but I, I think we have, we got some hope and, you know, maybe the Marvels doesn't stink. Um, and people enjoy it at least enough. And, and honestly, I, you know, people say the MCU screwed, but if you go guardians, then Loki season two, which I think is getting very good reviews for most. I think most people enjoy it. Um, and then Marvel's isn't bad. And then echo is very good, which, you know, could be a long shot. I feel like that's like not a bad stretch compared what's to the, what's the films after echo. What's the, the what's well, there's a whole slate, but it's, it's bad with the writer's strike right now. I uh, believe the next one was supposed to be uh, Deadpool and Wolverine. Um, movie which they've been delayed haven't they both yeah they've got to be delayed at this point uh i actually think maybe captain america new world order got slated into that time slot because they were further ahead in production i don't know man is that the one with i don't think like 90 percent of the movies they announced as yeah i don't think like 90 percent of the movies that they've announced are going to come out thunderbolts is on there uh, i don't know any of the tv shows that are on the on the timeline but so they need marvel pay your pay your fucking actors and writers and we can get these movies out um because they're all going to get delayed um shout out blade for coming out yesterday but that's that's all I have in the Marvel minute. It took way longer than a minute, um, but I just wanted to at least ease the pain a little bit for the Marvel for the Marvel stands. And I I'm gonna be worse than you've ever seen me before. Go Marvel! I'm back. You, We're back. Do you think that Blade will ever come out? No, man, that movie's not getting made. We've said it for. We so said long. this like a year ago. Yeah, we've said this for made. so long. The movie, which is, not which is sad made. because I think they could. I'm yeah. Afraid. Blade has some really good material to make yeah, a good dark kind of action thriller esque you know, thing. So I think it could work, but I don't. That's like an MCU project that I'd be looking forward to. I think Blade because in like modern era, I think he'd be really, especially Mahershala Mar- Ali. I think he's mm-hmm. a fantastic actor. Well, yeah. if it does happen, I don't think he'll be involved anyway because he'll be fucked off by that time. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I'm moving on to to movie news. Just one one thing. So yesterday, as in terms of when we're filming this, a Friday. Uh, SAG after late at night offered a or no never mind late at night the studios offered a new offer to SAG after Friday night they're using the weekend today which is Saturday to kind of discuss it and they're this afternoon they're going to be having across the table negotiations between the studios and SAG after all the CEOs are expected to be there so who knows when you're listening to this on Monday hopefully we have some good news um, but I think everyone can kind of get the vibe from the last couple of weeks that it seems like things are getting super super close. So the studios um, are saying that like this is they they think I mean we we've seen before their negotiation skills are a bit shit but they right. think this is going to be the deal that closes and I think I think Saga looking pretty hopeful more than they were a few weeks ago anyway. Also, Dune was supposed to drop yesterday, yes, so pay your damn actors. Dune, and, we could have had a Dune Blade double feature yesterday. That would have been a great that would have been a great episode. Yeah. We would have been so happy. We'd watching Dune. We're watching Blade. We're happy. Come on, 
That's crazy. That's very sad. Disappointing. Uh, and it's all the studio's fault. So now we're going to kind of go into the, the, the last segment of our podcast today. We're going to be talking about the best movie year of the 2020, 2020s. Yeah. So open up your letterbox or your spreadsheets. And uh, yeah, so we're going to kind of start with our top five movies of each year. We're just going to kind of go around and just do our top five. Um, we, we won't kind of bounce around. We'll just go, go one by one, just yeah. say our top five. Um, so we're going to go year by year from 2020 through 2023 and then once we're done with that then we'll kind of do our ultimate ranking of like best year in movies from you know worst to best of the four so seth i'll start with you what are your top five movies of 2020 2020 shit jesus christ i mean COVID. i know i've got all mine ready if you don't uh so mine is five would be uh minari which we obviously watched uh a few months ago four would be the netflix original charlie coffin's i'm thinking of ending things um, three would be the Danish drama comedy Riders of Justice. Two would be Mads Mikkelsen starring Thomas Vinterberg, Another Round. And then one would be Florian Zeller's The Father with Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Colman. That's my top five. I will say two of those are a four star as well. So it really wasn't a great year for mm. me, mm-hmm. ratings wise. I'll ask if you saw something after we go through our lists. Cam, your top five. Yeah. Starting off with Mr. Mads Mickelson, another round, 93 out of 100 for myself, trying to find where my mouse is so that I can scroll. Um, next up, a and then the next four are five out of fives for myself. Uh, so not a terrible year, four or five, four, uh, five out of fives. Um, the Father from Florian Zeller, 95 out of 100. Uh, number four, Promising Young Woman, 95 out of 100. Emerald Fennel, <clears throat> polarizing movie. I enjoy it a whole lot. Not like enjoy it because it's a very tough subject matter, but I thought it was incredible, really well written. Um, Soul, 96 out of 100. Uh, one of my favorite animated movies of all time. One of, most definitely my favorite of recent memory. And at number one, one of our real quick reviews, a 97 out of 100, Sound of Metal. Riz oh, wait. I was going to ask if you've seen it on that. Because uh, uh, that's 2019 on Letterboxd, but it is a 2020 release. It's Yeah, it released on Prime as a wide release yeah. 2020. It got a, okay, like, let, me, uh, let me say one again, sorry. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things five. Uh, four would be Riders of Justice, three Sound of Metal, two another round, and the five would be one. So Sound of Metal would be in my top three. I, yeah, I forgot that was 2020. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Good movie in my... Was that what you were going to ask me? If I'd have yeah. seen that one? Yep. Yeah. I forgot if you were on the real quick or yeah, not. Yeah, good movie. Mm, yeah, my my five is promising young woman, so I have that overlap with Cam. That's a nine point three for me. Uh, yeah. Might as well milk the decimals while I still have them here. Um, number four, the last black man in San Francisco, which was a real oh, quick yeah. review we did back in the day. Uh, Sound of Metals, my number three, which also a uh, real quick review. Number two and one are the same as Seth's. Number two, I have another round, and number one, I have the father. To the my clear two favorites from the year, but also shout out Hamilton from that year. Give it a nine point eight. Oh yeah, love Hamilton. I think I have that as like a fake hundred out of a hundred because it's is that a film? Yeah. Is that count as a film? Is no, I don't count as a film because it's just they just turned a camera on the yeah, stage. Like, yeah, I don't count it as a film. Yeah, so it's just uh, yeah. That's why but, I say fake hundred out of a hundred. Right, but Hamilton's great. I'm a big fan. All right, moving on to 2021, Seth. Yeah, so my five is a Pixar film, and that is Luca. Mm. Uh, what I believe to be, for me, one of the most unappreciated Pixar films. I really love that film. It made me cry. Simple, great animated. Loved it. 
Uh, my number four is going to be uh, Boiling, uh, sorry, Help with Stephen Graham and Jodie Comer, the COVID film. And we know COVID films are usually shit, but that was devastating, beautiful film. My three is going to be Celine Siama, the director of Portrait of a Lady on Fire's uh, Petite Maman, a beautiful drama. Um, my two is going to be Denis Villeneuve's Dune. And my one is going to be uh, Julia Ducournau's Titan. That's my number. Yeah, I need to see Titan. I really yeah, do. Yeah, man. Definitely. Gonna see. Be interesting to see how what I thought think about it. But weird shit, Tyler. So <laughs> Cameron. Yep. From 2021. Um. So 92 out of 100. I have the harder they. Sorry, the harder they fall. A Netflix film. Um. Uh. Also on Netflix. I'm blanking on that. What is what is that? It's I the Western starring. Is the Western? It has like Lakeith Stanfield, Jonathan Majors, uh, yeah, uh, Regina I, King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It's mm-hmm. it's man. I don't know how much I love it because I can't really remember it all that much, <laughs> but I loved it at the time. Um, I only watched it, you know, the once and just loved it. Um, but I'm a big, at the time, was a major fan of John Jonathan Majors. Like, I thought he was incredible. He's kind of on a murderous rampage, basically, and he's just fucking good at that. Um, 2021 as well, Mitchells versus Machines, 92 out of 100, uh, also on Netflix. So, shout out Netflix, good animated movie. Uh one of George's favorites. I know he would mention it. He kind of uh, turned me onto it. Nine days starring or uh, stars uh, like um, is that the oh, what's his one? name? Brian Ty- Tyree Henry. Yeah, where like there are souls and then um, talking about life and such. And it's just sad. Um, I think Sazi beats in that one as well. If I'm remembering correctly, I got to look it up now. So I believe she is. Yeah, I believe she is as well. So good year for her. She is. She's the main one. Winston Duke. Um, and then into my five out of fives, Dune 2021. Shout out uh, Denny Villeneuve, uh, 95 out of 100. And then Oscar winner, best picture winner, Coda, 96 out of 100 for myself. Nice. Um, big fan of Coda. I know um, George is anti-Coda, but it's a good movie, in my opinion. There's two films I thought you'd have in there, Cameron. I thought you'd have... What's that? Uh, Am I right in saying you really like Judas and the Black Messiah? Yep, I do. Yep, ninety, um, and then Drive My Car also like a ninety. <clears throat> All right, I thought you'd have a. For some reason, I thought you had the Suicide Squad. I thought you'd like have that. I think that's a ninety-one. It's probably up there. I, I I only clicked through my first five, so I didn't really look at my list past that. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, uh, in the five spot, come on, come on, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is incredible. Kid, the kid actor. Obviously, don't know his name. Don't think he's been anything else. But he's great in it too. Uh, shout out Lin Manuel Miranda. Back to back years in my top five. Tick tick boom. Huge fan. Andrew Garfield. Incredible. Uh, Silence. I do think is his best performance. But tick tick boom. I genuinely do think is number two. Which you know, people musicals think is weird to say, but I do think it is. Um, number three is a movie I really want to rewatch. And I think it will go even higher up on rewatch. And that's Drive My Car. Um, which like might honestly, it's maybe one of my like could be my favorite international film of all time i would say i just loved it the first time i need to rewatch um number two coda big coda fan as well um a lot of people calling it a hallmark movie i feel like is like a really like bad faith criticism i don't know i feel like it's just like i don't know i feel like it's i don't know my, my takeaway it's got from a that happy was, ending what's wrong with a happy ending the discor- I, I don't know I, I just had a lot of the discourses in bad faith because i feel like it's like it's a female coming of age story. And I feel like it's a very similar trajectory to a lot of male coming of age stories, but because it's a female, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it's too like 
girly and like sappy and i'm like it's just a coming of age story it's just because it's a female i think a lot of people aren't liking it not saying that's why george doesn't like it but I, I, there's dozens and hundreds of people that have bad faith arguments for it. it's not just him um number one dune uh love dune but also shout out bo burnham's inside that's 10, 10 out of 10 for me came out that year but again not really a movie but i do uh, love that well. really share one film oh no sorry you both had coded didn't you yeah and then dune yeah. was dune all three of us Dune was my two. Yep. Yeah. Shout Dune out, uh, two. shout out Zack Snyder's Justice League because George isn't here, but he's with us in spirit today, and uh, he obviously would. I, I'd have would to he? be. Would I have to imagine to be in his top five? Ah, uh, yeah, he probably would. 2021 again, not a great year for me at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? I, I, I don't think there was a lot of great stuff. Shout out like the, the worst person in the world. Big fan of that. Oh yeah, great film. Um, yeah, yeah. King Richard actually did really like as a film, even though like Will I Smith is the Os- Will Smith of the Oscars is kind of like soured like you that film, seen, but. Uh, after Young, the Colin Farrell yeah, twenty four. Yeah, that. I thought it was fine. I don't know. I didn't love it. Well, uh, the Lost Daughter. Really like that. Big fan of uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal as a director. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I really like Maggie Gyllenhaal, was... Sofia Coppola, Handshake, better directors and actors. Hmm. Probably um, right. Yeah, probably right. I mean, Sofia Coppola is obvious because she's she has, was she, did she act in anything other than? Yeah, she Godfather did. Godfather three. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she did a couple of projects, but not not many. Yeah, yeah. Godfather three didn't exactly. But she's great. she's great behind the camera. Uh, so is Maggie Gyllenhaal. I'm excited to see more Maggie Gyllenhaal projects. Um, I think George the, would have the French Dispatch in here, honestly. Which I'm not yeah, he probably would. I mean, if it's as high as Wes Anderson, I feel like it'd have to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's flip over to 2022. Now we're talking. Now we are talking. 2022 is a fucking bang. Uh, Jesus. Start off with Seth. Oh, wow. This is tough. Okay, so I'll go. Top of the top of the top of the top of the top. Of. Okay, five. Someone else go. Sorry. Right. I have all mine ranked, so I can do that. Um, five, decisions leave. Shout out Park Chan Whoop. Um, four, uh, that's a 94 out of 100, and then the next four or five out of fives for myself. Four, I have the Batman. Um, shout out Mr. Reeves and 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 uh, and uh, Robert Pattinson. At number three, a 96 out of 100, I believe, the Banshees of Nishern, which uh, Seth released one year ago today. Wow, was it really? I've seen it six times, I think. I bet that's up there up for you. Then. Honestly, I thought it would be higher number-wise. I've Seth. only seen it once or twice this year. Right. Um, Wait, what? I was confused. Carry on. Number two, I saw on a work trip to uh, Plano, Texas, where I will be going um, in December. So maybe I'll watch another banger down there and just keep the tradition alive. Uh, After Sun, 97 out of 100. And then number one, my favorite movie, a 98 out of 100. Oscar Best Picture winner, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Shout out me and the Oscars. We are. I was gonna say, how long is your streak now of years where you've? I forget what was. Uh, man, I already forget it's what my twenty twenty number one is. You, Coda. So you already got two. Yeah. Sound of Metal. That that didn't win Best Picture. No. No. So was, just a two year streak. But what did twenty? What was twenty twenty's Best Picture? Uh, uh, no Bad Land. No, it was twenty nineteen, wasn't it? Oh no. Uh, it was, it was, it was no Bad Twenty twenty. No bad 2019 was Parasite. No bad land. 2020, 2020 was was uh, Parasite. But well, because yeah, it was a 2019 year. Uh, 2020. Okay, so I have to look 2021 no best picture now. No bad land. Yep, you're right. Okay, I you had, no you had Parasite for the year before, right. so you're on a yes. three out of four streak right now. Yep, yep, three out of four. And uh, yeah. this year, shout out across the Spider Verse. You're winning. You're winning. 
No. Uh, Seth, you're, you got your top five? No, my uh, five is the Irish film The Quiet Girl. My four is Park Chan-wook's decision to leave. My three is Charlotte Wells' directorial debut, After Sun. My two is Todd Field's Tar. And my one is, to no surprise to absolutely anyone, The Banshees of Inisherin. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. My top five, um, number five, Luca Guadagnino's Bones and All. Mm. Number four, Damien Chazelle's Babylon. Number three, Jared Carmichael's On the Count of Three. Number two, The Daniels' Everything Everywhere All at Once. And number one, of course, Charlotte Wells' After Sun. We had Great year, though. We had much Have you thought about tweeting about uh, Babylon yet? Fuck off. Have no, I kind of wanted to. <laughs> kind of wanted. He did yesterday. He did yesterday. About Voodoo Mama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, to be fair, I tweeted about Babylon way before it was cool. I was day one. I don't Babylonian. know, man. I don't know. I was a day one Babylonian. And the, what do they call it? Babylon, like, was Babylon Hive, Hive or Babylon? Hive. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they say that about a ton of movies. They're like Hives. Yeah, they do. They do. Yep. There's another one. I don't know what the fuck it is, though. 2022 uh, was such a great year, though. Like, honestly, it wasn't like the most top heavy in terms of like, there's not a ton like I'm like blown away with, but like so many in the four, 4.5 range for me. Hmm. What I would say is like, when I look at 2022, so my top five, like these, okay. So these films I'm going to mention now would always be in like my top five. I feel like for the year, but they weren't because of the quality. So like the Batman, I really really liked. I, I think the Batman was fantastic. Everything I ever at once was fantastic. Really really liked it. Wasn't in my top five. Um, Sin Boots, The Last Wish, fantastic film. Really really liked it. Triangle of Sadness was my number six. I loved Triangle of Sadness last year. And ah uh, I really ah uh, ah Revolt Rev Yeah. Love that film, and then there was like um, uh, Babylon, which really liked Northman, all on the Western Front, um, Tal- uh, what was Ambulance. It I didn't watch that. Togo Maverick, I like Togo Maverick like a lot. Ambulance. Togo Maverick was cool. Um, you know, it was a fun movie that George is an idiot about. Prey, I liked Prey. I liked Prey. Prey was cool. No, I love Prey. Liked, liked Prey. He just Prey was like good it. fun. I love Prey. Parentheses three out of five. Three out of five. That's fine. 3.5 out of 5. Prey was, the, Prey was better than Predator. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. All right. On to uh, this year. year. Top 5. This yeah. year. Are you starting this one, Seth, or is it going back to me? I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. I know. I know. Off my heart. My favorite? 5 is uh, David Fincher's latest film, The Killer. Okay. Nice. Not a Maybe. fan. Not got a the fan. thumbs up. Didn't agree with that one. <laughs> um, my 4... My four is Across the Spider-Verse. That's the one. Uh, my three is Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. My two is Nolan's Oppenheimer. And my one is Scorsese's Kills of the Flower Moon. That's my four. Nice. Um, yeah, I feel like my list will change a whole lot. This year for me has just been a whole lot of okay. You know? Like, well, That's actually, I think it's pretty top-heavy. Um, I really enjoy my like top four. And then the other... You know, fifty that I've seen, I enjoy, but not a whole lot. But my number five. Going on south. Of... No, I've seen fifty-six. I've rated. Say, how many of you got like a, a four and a half or above? I've got uh, four. Um, I have I have eight, four and a half and above. But I feel like like my list, I feel like is just off a little bit. I feel like I enjoy Suzumi a lot more, just like thinking about it, than I do my number five, which is Creed three. I liked Creed three a lot. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed it and may have given it a little too high of a rating, but, um, did you rewatch it? No, I haven't rewatched it. Cause I get the four and a half and I rewatched it at home and I was like, 
I like haven't rewatched it. Um, I like Creed. It's in my top yep. 15. And then uh, my number uh, four, uh, Past Lives, uh, shout out Cucking. Um, my number three, Robert J. Oppenheimer's biopic Oppenheimer. Um, and number two, uh, shout out comic book movies, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, 96 out of 100 or 95 out of 100 now. Um, and then also uh, number one, Across the Spider-Verse, 98. You haven't seen Children of the Far Moon, have you? Nope. I need you to watch it. I know. I'll get to it. I'll get to thoughts. it. I'll get to it. Yeah, Guardians sure. of the Galaxy is one of those where I dropped it to like a, a four and a half and then I rewatched it. And I was like, nah, I love this. Um, I, but I, I think you like had it. the opposite. Yeah, I didn't like it. I think for me... Does this? I don't know if this makes sense to you guys. Do you ever watch a film with someone who like loves something, and then uh, you kind of inherently love it more because you're watching them happy? Oh, wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, that was yeah. kind of like me with Anna. I still really liked it, which I think it's a great film. I think it's definitely one of my favorite MCU films. Probably that, the first Guardians or, or Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't really get the same like emotional impact. I would say on on rewatch, but I still, mm-hmm. still. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, but opposite too. Like, if, if I'm watching something with someone who like hates something, I'm inherently probably not going to enjoy it as much as I would have if I watched it alone or something. That makes sense. Well, actually, to be fair, it doesn't because Anna hates everything that I put on, and I just love everything, so that makes sense. But I don't know. I feel like if like someone you you're close to loves a film and you're watching it with them, you kind of just inherently like it a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? That's the- yeah, and like that's one thing for me for a rating movies too. Like, like Joker, like isn't probably like better than a lot of 4.5s I have, but I have a five star because like when I watched in a theater with people and like we like, I remember just talking with them for like it an hour after. experiences. Right, exactly. And like, I, like yeah. I, I'm like i totally fine keeping that as a five star because like my experience, I re- it was like my favorite theater experience. Like I was with people yeah, I enjoyed. Sense. We had great conversations afterwards about just like life and like mental health. Yeah. Like I was like, so it's like, you know, just remember that and just tie it into the rating of the movie. Same with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I actually do really love that movie, but again, great it's theater great experience movie. that I had a great it's time a great with. Film. It's a great film. Um, George isn't right. here, so we can talk yeah. most of it. True. Yeah. For some reason, I, 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 I feel like we're hating on George this, this week, just kind of bashing him a little bit. So sorry if you're listening, George, but uh, you one time, right? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is great. I thought you didn't like it as much either, Seth. No, I got a false story. I thought it was great. Uh, yeah, my top five. Uh, number five, Asteroid City, Wes Anderson. Oh, that is one I have rewatched and didn't move it up or down, but still really liked it as much. I haven't um, watched it yet. I've only seen it once. Really enjoyed it. Number four, Air. Still, still hanging on because I was like, that came out like February or March. But I still yeah, have- that's one I look back on fondly. But I have it at like twelfth or something mm-hmm. on my list. Like, I, yeah, I just had a lot nine, of fun with had a lot of fun with Air. And I forgot to bring this up during our Priscilla review. But the way Air, Seth, did you see Air? No, I saw it. The way Seth or the way the movie handles Michael Jordan is very similar to how Priscilla handles Elvis. Where like kind of like a secondary aspect and like yeah, which which I think they both did really well with how they handled it. Number three is Past Lives. It's another movie I have also rewatched. Number two, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Seen it three times now. Still love it. And number one for me is Oppenheimer. Um, but shout out Midnight Ruin. Great movie or great short from this year. And also yes. um, still a Michael J. Fox movie is a documentary that's like very close to my top five. And then The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar is still one of like the best things I've saw this year. I agree. That would be like up there for me if I was to rank it with like feature films. I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. Great film. But yeah, this year feels to me a lot like 2021 in terms of. I agree. Not yeah. like there's some heavy hitters up top, but not a ton of like incredible films. But there's a lot in that four-ish area to me. So yeah. now that we're gonna get into ranking the years from best to worst, and those are the two years I'm really having a tough time delineating between. But um, I, I have my list. Are you do you, Seth? Do you have your years ready to go? Uh, uh, yeah, because we did it. We we I think we. 
I'm going to give mine real quick and then change my son. Um, okay. But I'm going to give it. I, I think 2022 is the best. Um, I don't and then much argument with that. Yeah, I enjoyed 2021 actually, like more than most. I feel like, or actually, sorry, 2020 more than most. Hmm. Um, so I'd give that maybe two right now, and then 2023, and then 2021. Because wow. I, I like Soul a whole lot, like more than most. So wow. that's that's very high for me. And same with Sound of Metal. Wow. So wait, 2022, 2020. What did you say, Seth? 2022, 2020, 2023, 2021. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty that's different than I think what both of us will have. Yeah. So 22 to 20, then 23 to. That's 21. a really yeah. I just thought that's kind of weird. I think we're all in agreement though that 2022 is the best, or at least that's for me. 2022 is my top. Um, my number two is 2023. Actually, you know, right now I'm going to say 2021. I think 2023, absolutely. I'm expecting to top it when the year is all said and done, but they're just like neck and neck for me right now. So I'll give the benefit of the doubt to the year we know the whole thing about, and we don't know 2023s yet, but to me, 2021, 2023 feels so similar and they're neck and neck. Yeah, yeah. 2020 is the clear bottom or 20. Yeah. 2020 is the clear bottom for me. So I'd say 2022 is clear highlight 2022 to fuck 2022 is the clear best. 2020 is the clear worst. And 23 and 21 are like neck and neck for me, but I'll give the edge to 21 right now. So I have 2022 like up here, like really high up. Then I have um, 2023, like a big drop, 2023. And then 2021, same as you, just opposite order, like so close together, like like that. Uh, both, you know, pretty good years in the row, right? We haven't obviously finished 2023 yet. And then down the very, very bottom is 2020, because I think there was only like, three or four standouts for me that year and most of it was just there. Which is expected because COVID, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's obviously the reason but that's why it surprised me. Like I feel like if you asked a hundred people, ninety nine would say in twenty twenty at the bottom. Do you know what I mean? Like, number oh, two, surprising. Yeah, that's so unless we misheard it. Like I'm, I'm starting to feel like we misheard it. He said he likes it more than most. I think he... Because there's just not, there just wasn't a ton of movies that released that year, but the ones that did are just like very cam movies. Like he loved Soul. Yeah, I and, guess that makes sense. And was that the Suicide Squad year? Or was that 2021? No, it was 2020. Soul. So it was Soul, The Father, Another Round. Um, mm-hmm. He he mentioned those Netflix originals, or like The Harder They Fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for example, like 2020, I go down like my list. I go eight films, yeah? And then I already drop into the 3.5s and 3s in eight films. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, not. Let me see what mine is. I have, I have, I have. A two fives, one four point five, then four fours, and then it goes down to three point five from there. So it's by far the, the lowest like rated year on average I have. 100%. Yeah, for me, I have twelve films, and then we're at threes, three stars. So twelve yeah, films worth to three yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah, it's like same as me. Like- and and that's including films like Eurovision, which clearly like are just like not four point five star films, but like I love them so much. So like that's like a generous like twelve films for you to three stars. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not not a great year. And just like, just not a ton came out. <laughs> like it's Yo. just like such a such a short year. Um, but yeah, that that's our ranking of the years and kind of our top five from each year. This week on real quick, we're going to be doing a, a draft of our favorite albums of all time. So that should be an interesting little draft. And then uh, this will be coming on Thursday. Friday we'll be reviewing Ben Affleck's The Town. And um, so yeah, look forward to those and give a quick shout out to our executive producers before we end this episode. So shout out to Seven Mod Jeffy. Alexander Biscardi, Ben Leggy, Ben Hansey, Cody Whitney, Connor Connaughton, Dakota Buckner, Dean Katamanidis, Dylan Chip, Ferdinando Four, James Magos, Jimmy O'Connor, Jordan Gag, Josh Hines, Casper Lundberg, Luke Deerhog, 
Ra'em Bates, Reese David, Remy Walker, Roka 1.0, Russell Hone, Robert Leo Gislason, Sean Morales, Stefan Johnson, Will Kim, and Zach Graves. Shout out to all you. Check out our Patreon in the description down below. Just check out all our different perks, different tiers. And yeah, with that, that is Real Talk Episode 60. We missed you, George. We'll see you next week for the Marvel review, the Killer review. Um, good video, good episode next week. Yeah, tons of good ups, tons of good stuff coming. So uh, yeah, we'll see you on Thursday with the next real quick. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>